0: Hey everybody, we're really excited to announce that on Friday, August 19, we are going to be doing our first ever live show at the New York City Pinball Championships. Now some of you may
1: remember our emergency episode back in the day where we talked about Deep Root Pinball and the absolute torrent of scandals that came along with some of the worst pinball machines ever made. And if you don't know about it, go listen to the episode. But we're going to follow up on that story because, hey, history keeps happening in the world of pinball.
0: So head on over to NYCPinballChamps.com to get more information about that. And if you would like to get a discount, check out our Patreon. I think there's something that we haven't really discussed
1: on mic uh, that Mm. I think it's time that we, I think, fully disclose to our listeners. Um, And that is a little musical called Golden Rainbow oh my god
0: wow we're really going deep today well Hell yeah dude so here's the thing why are
1: we talking about golden rainbow
0: on oh this no day no all why not You'll is, it, see. is this
1: a day that's all
0: about josh's personal obsessions <laughs> yes it is so there is hey, did a I mention that i bought mets tickets i'm going to the world series if they make it guys i bought my tickets today i'm very oh my excited god, yay
1: yes josh isn't every mets game the world series for no. the Mets. Uh, so there is a video of the opening of the Tony Awards in the seventies, mm-hmm. and watching it is like watching all of the seventies in terms of musical theater condensed into like one three minute Coke fueled yeah. like rage a thon. I they they incorporate pulling the arms on uh, slot machines into the choreography. <laughs> it's there's just so like good. A, it's like a chorus line <laughs> of just like sort of jerk off motions yeah but they're actually actively humping the machines yes, too, too. Yeah, like they're yeah, thrusting right. violently into the machines there's a point where like horses rain down from the sky as women in very fancy gowns like descend from the heavens and they're singing this refrain
2: watching
0: four
1: episodes of this fucking mm, show. Mm, All mm. I could think every time the title card came up was 24 hours a day. Wow,
3: I did not see that coming.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that goes 24 hours a day. I'm that's the worst right. of all
0: possible AJ's. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. And I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. And joining us today, we have a friend. I don't know, we've met doing theater like a very long time ago, but At she is also- a theater we will never name. That's right, AJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but she's an actor, has a big presence on TikTok, makes movies, all sorts of good shit. General, creative, individual, it's Yuria uh, Collins.
3: Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Yuria, for coming on and talking about this wild show that I
1: had never <laughs> oh, seen no. before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, me neither. Not really.
3: <laughs> no, I was very excited about this. So my memory with 24 obviously goes back to whenever the show aired. I was living in Japan at the time because I was born and raised in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm. I must have been like in middle school, mm. high school, something like that. And... It didn't air on regular Japanese TV. So I remember I used to go to the DVD rental place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like at midnight or whatever, when new episodes would come out, I would ask my mom to drive me to wait at midnight to get the new episodes of 24 like that's how obsessed I was. Oh wow. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) You were able to rent it episode by episode then?
3: I think like each DVD had four episodes or something like that. Okay. So yeah and I would just watch through them and be like oh I have to wait like a few more weeks for the fix, you know. (laughs)
1: Before I get my Kiefer
0: fix yeah. Absolutely. Yeah
3: now that I think about it I wasn't like it wasn't like I had a crush on Jack Bauer or anything like that because I was like what could possess me (laughs) you know. So yeah watched it then when it was first you know airing i kind of stopped watching at like season six that's when everybody stopped watching
0: because they killed off all the characters in season six (laughs)
1: like literally everyone except for jack bauer and gail the snail right oh my god she is gail the snail (laughs) i I can't get it out of my head it's like you and, and that musical 24 hours a day an interesting thing about 24 i know in japan actually there were some shows on dvd already And a few other home video formats. But in the US, we weren't really releasing whole TV shows on home media. X-Files was maybe the first one as far as like an American TV show released in America. I think some of the British shows that are only about six or 13 episodes long, you know, they would would come out like that. In the UK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like the X-Files in 2000 decided to put out its first season on DVD and 24 actually put its first season out on DVD before season two even started airing. Right, and DVDs, I
0: remember this too because the DVD was not a new technology at the Mm -mm. time. But it was not a technology that had reached mass adoption either. VHS yeah. was still what most people were using at the time. I do distinctly remember as well that with DVDs, it was it was 24 uh, mm-hmm. on the on the drama side, and then it was The Simpsons on the comedy side. Oh, Those were really yeah, the two yeah. shows that made it the norm to distribute an entire season one at a time on DVD. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, iTunes would then sort of jump into, like, the
1: video market. They had Lost as sort of their first, like, pilot thing uh, Mm. among other series. But 24, I remember encountering that in the iTunes store all the time and just not clicking on it because it scared me.
0: It scared you? Yeah, I, I I don't
1: know. It, it just the seemed, clock? It was too loud? It was too loud. And it seemed like it seemed like a show that was filled with jump scares. Oh, Jesus no. Get it
2: out of
1: here. I don't like it. I think it was at the time I really didn't understand what my anxiety was, or I couldn't really name what my anxiety oh, was. Sure. But the sound of that clock really like in all the ads, because I would <laughs> nah, Oh, it's bad. Uh it would like it would fill me with like just like adrenaline. I would have no yeah. idea what to do with it. Um and you know, I and the non and all the other non-sex havers at the time were watching Lost and not 24. Um, I, I'm assuming 24 was like the cool show for cool kids. I mean, is, is I can tell you. I, it, so I was know. watching 24 <laughs> when I was 16, and I was
0: not having sex. I can promise you that. No one on that show is having sex. No, no. It's a very chaste show. There's no time. There's no time. Um, but
3: Oh, no, you know who does have sex is that assassin who keeps uh, reoccurring. Mandy oh yeah
0: oh she fucks she's like always you know kind of having
3: a good time (laughs) and then like oh I also gotta do this D Yeah, she's she's also killed off in the big purge
0: uh she no she dies in like season seven I want to say that's that's
3: they kept her on I
0: my memory of uh 24 to the point of you know being fucking 16 is that I thought Jack Bauer was the coolest I was that guy like you maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't maybe you didn't have the boner for Jack Bauer I didn't think I didn't think that Kiefer Sutherland was like hot or whatever. I just wanted to be him um, to the point that I and I, I think I was also cognizant of the fairly poor writing in the show. Like there's a very specific way of writing that we're going to talk quite a bit yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I was cognizant of the way that that writing worked mechanically. So my junior year of high school, mm-hmm. I wrote a um an episode of our TV newscast, like our weekly TV newscast program I'm, I'm that we giggling would put giggling
1: because I've seen
0: this. You've seen it, yeah. Oh my god! Wait. I wrote myself into a, an episode, like a send-up parody episode of Twenty Four, um, <laughs> oh where oh like the two lead anchors uh, of our weekly news program in the high school played the protagonist and the antagonist. It was. If you think Josh has a strong Midwestern <laughs> accent now,
1: that man was basically talking entirely through his nostrils back then.
0: Well, I just got finished scheduling. Figured I could take you out along the way. We juniors schedule today and tomorrow. Sophomores go next week, Monday and Tuesday. Suspect down! Uh, repeat, suspect down. Morning announcements successfully acquired. I, I was also a... I, I
1: didn't know this about you, Josh. I was also a co-anchor of my high school's uh video journalism oh nice nice and uh I, we never got as high concept as rewriting an entire episode of 24 to take place for the morning announcements.
0: Well, right. I mean, you just weren't as cr- creative as me, basically. I, oh, sure. All right. I remember fine. I
1: remember like the lyrics to, uh, girls just want to have fun to be anchors just want to have fun. Okay? That, that doesn't was, even scan. I have, I it have sure doesn't. Seen, I have also seen AJ's videos. <laughs> um,
0: God damn it. I, I didn't uh, even you, show any, you any videos uh, that you want to, to mention that you created in your adolescence? <laughs> yeah. (laughs)
3: well it's not of me but you guys reminded me um about like okay people not having sex on 24 and stuff like that and like people not really eating yes you know so there was actually a very clever commercial in japan um starring Kiefer sutherland as jack bauer there's this very famous product in japan called uh calorie mate it's kind of like a energy bar you know meal replacement Mm. bar so the commercial was just like you know jack bauer being jack bauer and then you know like him like breaking a calorie mate and like eating it, you know, I feel like it just made sense with the Uh storyline. Like this is Mm -hmm. what he eats. Like you've been asking, when does (laughs) he eat? Just off
0: camera, he pops open a calorie mate and eats it. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Japanese commercials are always funny, especially when like American celebrities are in them. You know, I feel like it's a way for them to do something totally silly Mm -hmm. and kind of get away with it. Because, you know, first of all, they're getting a lot of money probably. And then, you know, American audiences are not likely going to see it. So yeah, that yeah, was a I remember one. the
1: Tommy Lee Jones SoftBank commercials. Those Tommy those left Lee Jones an SoftBank,
3: and also Boss Coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. he's been the yeah. Boss Coffee guy for as long as I could remember. Oh wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a lot of commercials too. Like he must have made so much money. <laughs>
0: so, uh, to what extent then was Twenty Four a phenomenon in? japan i mean enough for kiefer sutherland to do a themed ad about it
3: honestly. yeah i mean okay eventually they started airing it on a uh, cable not regular japanese channels okay. but mm. there was japanese cable like there was disney channel mm-hmm. there was fox okay um there was this other channel called lala that had like sitcoms
2: mm. um, oh, amazing
3: but that's what we would normally watch at our house because my dad my dad's american my mom's japanese okay my dad mm. he can't stand Japanese TV, so we always had like American shows, you know. <laughs> so I was like indoctrinated with like American television. People are always asking me like, "Oh, why is your English so good?" I was like, "I just watched a lot of TV." Sure, no, sure, um, sure. and <laughs> mostly like The Simpsons. You know, mm. the Golden Ages, obviously. Eventually, yeah, it started airing on. Those cable and that channels was on Fox I noticed,
0: network, like cable Fox, Yeah, Fox okay. network,
3: mm-hmm. like Fox. Japan. You know, I actually
0: yeah. have a memory now that I think about it of watching an episode of 24 on Fox on cable in South Korea. Oh. Um, so oh, okay. that definitely yeah. tracks because yeah. I went to Korea when I was like 16. So, mm-hmm. well,
1: it, it, oh, no. it, it's funny you mentioned your language skills, Yuri, uh, because uh, I learned my amazing new language skills with Muzzy. And I think somebody <laughs> has something <laughs> they would like do to say. Podcast. We you have to make about- a public apology.
2: <laughs> I am owed an
1: apology, Brian. On a previous episode of the worst of all possible worlds, the immersive podcast <laughs> experience, mm-hmm. I said that no one had ever heard of Muzzy before. Mm. When AJ brought up Muzzy, the language learning set of cassette tapes VHS's. from the BBC where VHS's you learn VHS tapes. Oh, okay. So they have a little cartoon thing mm-hmm. called Muzzy. Mm. It sounds like an anti-Islamic slur, which is it I guess really appropriate does. for 24. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jesus. I said, no, there's no way no one has ever heard of this. You are strange, mm. Anthony Diddy. You mm-hmm. are delusional. Mm-hmm. Um you are filthy. No one would ever want to be associated with you because of the lies that you are spreading about the videotape series Muzzy brought to you by the British Broadcasting Corporation. Yes. However, I have been chastened by our listeners who have told me that yes it exists.
0: We've gotten emails about this. Yes. We've gotten Twitter, Twitter DMs comments, about this, mm-hmm. Patreon
1: comments. And so I want to say I apologize. I just didn't know because I'm not as old as the rest of you. Yes. Uh Brian, you elderly, Brian elderly elderly shade. people. Right? Brian, Brian <laughs> I, I, I I accept your apology, um, oh, Okay. but I will need you to say something for me. Zishwi Legend Fee. Are you saying it correctly? Say it, say it to me. Say it again. Zishui. Zishui. La jeune fille. La Jonfi. Yes, that's French he's speaking. And no, Brian is not French. French. He's American. And he learned his fantastic new language skills with Muzzy.
0: Let's recap 24. What did <laughs> I say? <laughs> in, in, this first episode of 24 begins. There
1: it is. Oh, no!
0: Well, actually, it doesn't begin with that. It doesn't
1: begin with that. It begins with Kiefer Sutherland saying, the following takes place.
0: Well, before that, between... it begins with an even cooler noise, oh. which is like the <laughs> I,
1: I love that one. It's
0: it's so cool. Ah, I, I, yeah. I love Flawless. it. I love that sound. I love that graphic. It's a lot of
1: graphics. Graphics are really the key to why anyone paid attention to 24. Absolutely.
0: Really. The visual branding mm. is impeccable with this show. So strong. Mm-hmm. And
3: all the CTU ringtones. Yep. Oh, <laughs> god.
0: oh my god. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it's such a
1: blast from the past cuz like it's it's that point where cell phones have reached total saturation, mm-hmm, but they yeah. haven't they haven't turned cool yet. Yeah. They're no smartphones. these phones, hunks yeah. of Danish plastic that That's everyone's right. hauling around. The flip phone aesthetic finish, in the show is finish amazing. Finish plastic,
0: really. It's largely finish? Nokia's. Yeah. I
1: thought they were. God damn it. They're now They're based out of
0: Espoo, Finland, my man. Anyway, <laughs> we're on a real dream. place. <laughs> Espoo on you. <laughs> we're on a train, right? Yeah, it's a di- we're, we're like everybody in this car looks extremely suspicious because it's like, <laughs> yeah, any of them could be
1: the bad guy. Yeah, they it's start this so out, like a, know there's gonna be a like bad it's guy. fucking Agatha Christie. They're yeah. like in a mm-hmm. dimly lit dining car. Absolutely. Everyone's in suits, and then so somebody has a, a briefcase yep. handcuffed to himself, and it's like, ooh. A train season, which I would have dug. It would have been very bizarre. Just
0: a quick 30 seconds on my memory of this scene specifically. Yeah. Uh, I remember going with my church youth group sledding, coming back going to the house of one of the church youth group leaders. Everybody else was assembled drinking hot chocolate and things of that nature, but I went over into a different room so I could turn this on so I didn't miss the 24 <laughs> season 4 premiere.
1: <laughs> I thought this was going to be, oh, the church youth group. They all sat around to watch 24. No, no, no. You, left, you were in I someone left else's them so home. that I could watch this shit in real time. Did you lock the door behind you so no one else could
0: join you to watch no! 24? No, I wasn't antisocial. I just wanted to watch 24. Shut the fuck up. Did anyone <laughs> this is normal, join? You? Right? This is normal. This is normal behavior.
3: Same. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't about okay. anti-social. It was just about like priorities. Like I gotta watch it when it comes out.
0: Oh, exactly. Man.
1: So so here's um, my question for the two of you. We're yeah. dealing we are jumping into season four. Of 24 and I did a little digging into the research like hmm. in terms of what fans think of the show like how they rank the seasons and this one actually it isn't very high up there in terms of like the quality of the season. So what so about I selected these
0: episodes. And the reason is less that it's good television, mm. although it is occasionally enter pretty pretty fucking entertaining, honestly. Yeah. And it's more that the cultural neurosis of the United States at this time with regard to the idea of Islamic terrorism yes. is like, oh, my God, they could not make it more explicit in this season. It's incredible. The grim specter of the Turk. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, there's just so much to love in this first uh, opening train sequence. The conductor is wearing a nineteenth century train outfit that's all mm-hmm. stripes and he's got that mm-hmm. little big hat where I assume he stores extra coal. They're I don't know how trains express. work. They yeah, are it is. He's he's a Polar <laughs> express.
3: express, yes. He's I think got he, has his like, his he has like, like a hobo thermos. coffee. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which he spits out of his mouth because lo and behold, there's a train there's a car oh, on the tracks. Oh no. Enough. Oh yeah. no. What's
2: gonna
0: happen? Yeah wouldn't you know it, the whole fucking thing explodes. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was not expecting that. Which is just awesome. I thought it was like
1: they were going to break, they were going to hit the truck, and then like someone was going to storm on. No. Or they were going to be at the back car and steal all of their methylamine, and then they'll have to shoot a young boy living in <laughs> McKinley County, New Mexico. Wow. One of the waiters on the train looks a little bit like Nathan Fielder, so I thought this whole thing was just <laughs> an episode of the rehearsal.
3: I just remember season three being kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. season four, I had heard because, OK, now I remember my cousins, my American cousins, they saw the first few episodes first because there was always a delay for when oh, I could watch wow. it.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm.
3: So my American cousin probably on like AOL chat or something told me like, oh, season four, the beginning is really good. So I was like really excited. But I took yeah. a look at the Metacritic uh, yesterday just to see like what you were talking about, the popularity of the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. and. I was thinking in terms of what was going on politically. And I feel like just around the time. OK, so this came out in 2004, 2005.
0: Mm-hmm. Season four premiered on January 9, 2005, which mm-hmm. means that they were recording it in late 2004, which would be three years after nine eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole like
1: election cycle, basically, of getting Bush reelected.
3: I think the decline of popularity for 24, I think according to Metacritic, it said something like you know, after season six, and we just briefly said this as well, you know, everyone stopped watching it around season six, season seven. Yep. I was wondering if, you know, like season five, uh, season four in 2005, Bush was still president, but, you know, he was reelected and everything. Like, I feel like we all kind of didn't reach that consciousness where maybe around season six, season seven, you know, the liberal crowd was like, yeah, torture seems kind of bad, actually. I'm not really feeling this anymore, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) because that's how I felt when I revisited the show. I watched it in randomly in like 2019 cause I was building Ikea furniture. So oh, I sure. was yeah. like, yeah. Great so show like, to have
0: on while you're, while you're assembling Ikea furniture.
3: Exactly. I just had it playing for, you know, for 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's spreading golden rainbow. <laughs> and like, I was just thinking, this isn't the masterpiece I remembered when I was a teenager, right. still enjoying it. But I was like, a lot of these scenes are making me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, a bit yeah. uncomfy, right? Well, yeah. in this train scene, uh, to the point of, like, you were saying, oh, wow, the excitement and action. How did you feel when some guy zoomed up on a motorbike, uh, fucking <laughs> shot the suitcase guy and ran off with the suitcase? Were you like, wow, this is so exciting. What's going to happen next? Or were you like, what the fuck is going
3: on? <laughs> I probably just assumed it was Mandy, that assassin oh, yeah. to just keep... she's always everywhere. She's everywhere. She's yeah. everywhere. You know, she... It kind of always masked at first, you know, and it's, oh, yep. is it a man? Is it a woman? That kind of vibe a badass, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to be here. I was like, she's cool. You she's know? so cool, dude. She's so so cool. when
1: did Mandy first show up on 24 season, season one. one? And is she in this season? She's at the end yeah, of she's,
3: it. She's towards right? the end of season four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She like, uh, she kidnaps Tony Almeida.
0: That's right. And yeah. and mm. this is the other thing, you know, we're not going to get a chance to meet two of the characters who I actually really like because they don't show up until later on in the season. But Tony Almeida and Bill Buchanan both end up showing back up in the back half of season four, but they're not in the top half. Bill Buchanan is the uh, older uh, head of CTU who yes. takes over for... Uh, Driscoll. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, Driscoll.
1: Are you saying there's an no old Driscoll in charge of the CTU? <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that CTU's whole office is just the set for Dollhouse. I think that was a very efficient use of space over at Fox. It also looks like FBI or CIA. They have a new show on now that it almost looks exactly the same, except it's like brighter blues because it's I think it's digital Um, or was this shot on digital? I'm actually I was a little unclear. This is shot on film. You can actually see this is really funny. I was going to bring this up later, but um, you can see the hairs. So whenever, you know, if you're on a film set and they say checking the gate, what that means, you know, is usually they're just getting the last things on the checklist, making sure everything's clean. But in the old days, when we were still shooting on film, which was still pretty much every production until 2010, when we started really flipping over to shooting on uh, RE Digital and things like that. When you checked the gate, it was because film tends to fray a little bit. Every once in a while, you just get something come off. So whenever you see a, like hair on the lens in an old movie or whatever, it's actually a little fiber from the film. Oh, and so they open up the front of it and see if there's any hairs in there. And sure. if they do, then they do another take. Here, you'll see a hair in the frame, and it'll be in, like, multiple setups. So, like, they t- they mm. finished the whole setup and then turned around and everything, still kept shooting before ever checking the gate. Because they must have just been it's TV. getting they gotta through shoot as fast. quickly as possible. And they're doing right. 24 full-hour episodes. Right. Yeah. You're done. Like, it's crazy.
0: Um. And you do also see that film grain, particularly in those Mm -hmm. outdoor scenes under the harsh L.A. sun, which we'll get to later. But Mm. for now, we are in CTU. CTU is the counterterrorism unit of the United States. Ah. Um. More like the (laughs) clock ticking unit. That's actually a really good point, Brian. (laughs)
3: That's spot on. It's a lot of like, I'll patch you through. I remember saying that to my brother.
1: <laughs> Whole place is concrete and glass. Yeah, they doesn't brutalist. seem great when everyone is working on, like, classified information on their computers. Everybody can see each other's monitor. It's, it's an op- open office plan, which is not government work-like at all. They're really about synergy at CTU. Uh, Yuri, when, when you would say, I'll patch you through to your brother, was this just on phone calls? Or was this, like, for any and all interactions?
3: Any and all interactions. Just, like, I'll patch you through. And, you know, like, all of the little, like, digital noises that the computers make, like... Oh, yeah. Zoom. Like... Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I would catch people, like, on the same keyboard. Oh, where well, oh, they yeah. have to hack
0: twice as hard. They get, they get on <laughs> it one. Like, yeah, we <laughs> hack
3: yeah. really fast, really hard now, guys. It's like, it's it's like, like playing play duets
0: on. on the piano, right? It's yeah, yeah, one person it's on and the Liberace, yeah. It's just someone typing away, I
1: wish my brother George were here. Right, exactly. But what is Chloe but the Liberace of... central Central intelligence I I, I think she's a lot of things
0: other than that to be honest but yes Chloe uh, O'Brien she's the first character we really meet here Uh, we stan a neurodivergent queen Mm -hmm. which is exactly what she is Mm -hmm. Uh, she is very uncomfortable with social interaction she's extremely direct she's also very very good at her job there's some info that's come through to CTU about a potential terrorist attack. And Chloe is sort of hearing about this. Right. This could happen within the hour. Uh, within the hour. That's when we are. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Chloe is like, wait a minute. You know, I don't think that I think that this is still going to happen. I, I think that this is a terrorist attack that's still going to occur. I think we should stay on top of it. Uh, we get some ex- exposition. Jack Bauer's going to be coming back soon. Yeah, oh so, boy! So Jack
1: got fired because he was doing heroin. Yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, this is this exchange broke me <laughs> it's so good the writing exactly. is amazing jack bauer i fired him because, because he was, he doing was hair- using
0: too much heroin it's yeah. like like yeah.
1: They, she had to remind i think it was actually you fired him it was like you had to remind right. the person who did the firing that she fired him well and
0: this is the great thing about 24 is that exposition always comes in threes <laughs> if you missed it mm. the first time around and you still also somehow manage to miss it the second time around, you will pick it up on the third time because they make sure to get well, that through. Because it
1: has to be reiterated between
0: every commercial break, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. If you are coming in mid-commercial, they have to be
1: fully yep. caught up on the action before they're yep. able to go forward, which is why watching this show kind of feels like you're in a manual transmission car with someone who doesn't quite know how to drive it. Oh, uh, and they just keep like, jamming the Because every time it shifts and... gears, you kind of stall for a minute yeah, and then you yeah, lunge yeah. forward. Then you stall for a minute and then you lunge forward. Eugene Meltzner is the show. Runner. Everything is blue in this show, and nobody <laughs> speaks above a whisper unless they are shouting.
0: <laughs> it <is laughs> the most divorced dad energy of any show I've ever seen. And what's also weird is Chloe herself has divorced dad energy, even though she's not divorced yeah. or a dad. Yeah, like there's just not much there with any of the characters. <laughs> I guess you find out more about her as you go along. Like you yeah. I feel like you have a better feel for who she is as a person. Maybe. Yeah.
3: Well, I feel like season four we really get to know Chloe. Like season three, she's the annoying one, you know, right. and then it takes a second for us to really kind of fall in mm. love with her because she's on jack's side so right. we like whoever is jack's you know jack loves her clearly so we're like right. okay with the exception of kim bauer i never really cared for kim oh bauer but God. pretty much anybody who you know jack <laughs> trusted i was like okay like i trust this person too so like yeah. season four you know we get to know her that's like my impression of yeah. chloe's
1: arc was kim he- bauer the one who is like almost eaten by a mountain lion yes, yes. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> totally unnecessary.
1: That's season two, I think.
3: That that season happens? two. Yeah. yeah.
1: John Boyz had a great video a very long time ago when he was still doing just like YouTube stuff about, like, why the 24 universe is the most miserable place to be alive. <laughs> you, but Mostly going through, like, the long succession of people that Jack Bauer knows and loves who just fucking die. die. Yeah, they from, all die. They Everybody die. dies.
0: Yeah. We do now finally get the opportunity in this episode to see Jack Bauer for the first time. He's in a hotel with this lady. Yeah. New wife? Not wife. No. Girlfriend. Girl. Okay. This is uh, Audrey Rains. She is the daughter of Secretary of Defense James Heller. She's um, she's gonna die soon, isn't she? No, actually. No,
1: no. Oh, yeah. This, no, I looked this, this up. I was curious about that. This too. felt very born supremacy to me, where it's like, mm. here's Jason Bourne again. Also, here's this lady. I Wonder what's gonna happen
0: <laughs> in ten minutes. No, they she more exists because they need to have somebody in in peril throughout. I feel oh, okay. Um, so yeah. she's
1: she's just Pauline. They're gonna tie her to the railroad tracks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, they wrecked this hotel room. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like. It, like, there's just, like, lamps Party. akimbo. Like, <laughs> they went to town. I think Jack's really working through his uh, well, withdrawals.
0: <laughs> I, I can say, he's, he says that he's off
1: heroin, but the, the, the fucking room tells a totally different story. There's a baby right. crawling on the roof. <laughs> it's a nightmare.
3: One thing about Jack, though, like, he's always been, you know, kind of never the same since his wife dies in season right. one, right? However, right. he always has a shorty. Every season, yep. there's always a girl. <laughs> like, yep. I'm like, okay, well, it's been rough, but, you know, not that rough. Like, come on now. In, in one season,
1: yeah. is it the assassin lady? Sadly not. No,
3: but that would have really? been hot. Yeah. That would
1: have been really yeah, hot. Yeah, that's really yeah. incredible. It's like Batman not getting together with Catwoman at some point. Like, it has to happen. It's yeah, our, sure right? not fucking Moriarty. Yeah.
0: I think she does- Wait. Flirt with him a couple times if I recall correctly, but they never like get together. Mm, no, lame. she
3: just uses her, you know, all of her powers. So. Yeah, she's a
0: real femme fatale. Yeah, even yeah. in
3: England, even when they go to England, I don't remember don't if they do in a season, season where they go, in England. go to England. England?
1: <laughs> they did Wait, a, season wh- England. <laughs> season
3: they a season in England. Which season in New York, too? It's called
1: Live Another Day. Yeah, it's the opposite of Die Another Day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh my
3: god, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Is the it show, the Kiefer show is Sutherland or is it when they changed? This, one, this is the
1: it's last Kiefer. one with Kiefer Sutherland before they yep. tried to bring it back as a like new legacy. A diff- yeah. That season only yeah. has
0: 12 episodes and yeah. it ends with a prisoner exchange where so Jack Bowers surrenders himself. <laughs> uh, no, it's not actually. They just oh, have God. a 12 hour time skip during the last episode halfway through. <laughs> and uh, Jack, there's a prisoner swap where Jack gives himself over to the Russians uh, and they give Chloe back in return. It's a whole thing.
2: Um, but we're not here to wild. talk about yeah. the
0: later seasons because it really goes off the rails. I want to talk about Jack and Audrey. Because yeah. how do we feel about this this pair and this partnership, this this uh, excellent, excellent chemistry <laughs> that they have with each other? Just so natural. I mean, I'm
1: glad she's keeping him off the horse, I guess. Yeah. But, like She's not a person.
0: <laughs> no, but <laughs> no.
1: no. But it feels like none of these people are people. No. Like, I think... <laughs> I think Chloe is kind of the closest we get. Like, you asked for, like, what what her role in all this is, and it feels like she's supposed to humanize Jack, who is just, like, a a problem-solving fixing machine and not necessarily a human. She's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like, well, you actually have to care about people, too. Like, she's, like, his connection into that. Audrey, I think, just gives him justification for all the horrible, horrible things he's about to do over the course of the next 24 mm. hours. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it's a it's a lot like, wow, you're so sensitive. I care so much about you. Like, it's a, it's a very clear case of telling rather than showing. Yeah. yeah. Well, she says, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you to
1: panic. <laughs> I'm falling in love with you, which is wild to me. Either say you're in love with him, don't be like, you know, listen, a uh, process like five years from now, maybe I see myself loving you. I like, know, it's,
3: it felt like a cop out. It's like, wait, yeah. oh, you shouldn't say I love you like, you know, Audrey. That's it's like, also, we
1: Audrey. just met Audrey? you. Like, yeah, the,
3: for, for <laughs> sacrificing
1: any kind of dramatic arc for this woman, it's just like, yeah, it's yeah, I, I'm so glad I love you so much. That you're my best friend and I love Lisa so much. (laughs) I definitely have breast cancer. It's the whole thing all at once.
3: Well, like if I were to rank Jack's girlfriends, Audrey is not up there. My my favorite is uh, probably a tie between Nina Myers and um, in season three. He had uh, Claudia, Claudia, the Mexican cartel. I
0: forgot about her.
3: Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace. But she was really cool.
1: Is there a season about a cartel?
3: Yes, because they had to spread out, you know, every season, they couldn't have Muslims as the bad guys for every season. They had to space it out a little bit. So, you know, they had season one. It was like Eastern European. That was pre Uh 9-11. So, you know, the consciousness was different because... I guess the closest war at that time was like the breakup Bosnia. of like yeah Yugoslavia. Yeah, so right. like that's like. The but they had the
0: incredibly good timing to release the show right after 9/11 when terrorism was on everybody's brain.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. They just had to kind of cut around a scene where an airplane explodes in the in the first oh, really? like five minutes. Yeah, it started huh. with an airplane exploding. The, I don't know what they actually went with. I was just watching the footage that they cut because I was watching the e true Hollywood story nice. of 24.
3: Oh no, yeah. So like Audrey is definitely not my favorite like you guys said she just doesn't feel real like it's just a lot yeah. of like exposition like from the jump you know like okay this is just somebody um, that's just going to set us up so that Jack is going to you know have to break her heart because his right. true self is going to come out you know he's obviously yeah. going to be <laughs> called back onto the field you know that's his calling and you know, Lord,
1: forgive me but it's time to go back to the old me yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's the energy as
1: someone who's coming into this you know with, with fresh eyes I feel like I have to say that Jack Bauer, I think is just a golden retriever. Like he has, he gives this like amazing dog energy throughout the entirety of the run that I saw of it. It's like, it's like, if you point a laser pointer at one end of the room, he's gonna chase after it. And That's like definitely nothing, true,
0: yeah. nothing will stop him from getting that.
3: Patriot Golden Retriever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the thing that we don't seem to see so much in these episodes is the fact that he is also the, Le- the LeBron James of torture. Yeah. 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 So there's a briefing, you know, they learn about that there's this Turkish guy who's trying to do some terrorism. Again, Chloe doesn't buy that the terrorist attack, that the train thing was the terrorist attack. She's like, no, there's gotta be something else. And then we get to this amazing scene with this guy and he's like the bad dad he's the oh, he's, he's the evil dad. conniving turkish dad this the, is the
1: tr- most oh, like yeah fucking I mean this is what they were telling people they were telling people like terrorists are in your country as Mm -hmm. suburban families building terror cells it's a literal terrorist family
0: yep yes this 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 family the uh and have lived in the
1: u.s since the 90s they made it very clear or like right at 2000 it was before 9-11 that they got here um, yeah yeah. this
0: guy is really the in many ways the big bad he is responsible to some sort of terrorist cell presumably back in turkey and he is coordinating a lot of this shit with his family, with his wife and his teenage son. And We've they had just to deal so much with Turkish terror cells,
1: you know. And like they just, just sit
0: around the table just being like. <laughs> just doing terrorism they, plots. <laughs> openly yeah. conspiring to do terrorism. Well, I, yeah, I thought it might be an interesting
1: like it might be like a Macbeth thing, you know, where it's like, right. you know, th- there could at least be an interesting angle there. But they just didn't really decide to do that either because it's not like they're planning to like take over the terror cell because there is somebody above the bad dad and that person right. is Imhotep from the mummy yes. Uh is the actual like <laughs> big bad of the season yeah, we yeah. don't see him in these first four episodes which is a shame because his is performance real, is delightful well I, it is a real shame but it's also like I would have actually preferred it had they just kept it focused on this family and like I don't yes. know okay so I want to tell you what my theory was just watching these four episodes sure okay I thought Heller was going to be behind everything.
0: Whoa. That would have been interesting, but sadly yeah. no. Have been I thought the whole
1: thing was him false flagging himself and actually running the whole operation. That in is uh, actually yeah. the
0: plot. Spoiler alert for the president of season five, Charles Logan. He died. Logan. That actor died like a month ago. Really oh, sad. Dear. <laughs> Yeah, no, by all counts too, he was the nicest fucking guy. He wasn't very old either. It's a bummer. He was like maybe seventy. Oh wow. I mean season five is apparently regarded as the best season on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. If that's Season any- five is the best season of twenty four. The big issue is that Beiruz, the son, or as um as as he has this little girlfriend Played by a uh, friend of the show, Leighton Meester, <laughs> <laughs> who you might remember also from our episode about Hangman's Curse. Yes, that's where yep.
1: that's where you would know Leighton Meester from is not, from the Frank and, and else. ABC Family movie, Hangman's Curse. Not any other property
0: whatsoever. No, certainly, certainly not a show known as Gossip Girl, for instance, <laughs> but um, they, are XO XO, they are gossiping about this girl. Um, yeah, that's you true. Know, they sure yeah. are. This teenage boy and, and, and his, his undying love for this Chase White girl.
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really buy his love for her. You know, it just felt like he was dating her because she was there. Like, yeah. I didn't really, he wasn't like, <laughs> no, I must be with her. He was just kind of like slowly piecing together this is all very shady what my dad is doing. You know, it, it takes yeah. him a second. you know, at first he's just kind of like, all right, I must do this. Like I didn't feel any passion about anything from Behrouz. Um right. I mean, obviously feel very bad for him, you know, and then like she, she has to die and everything. But um, honestly, I felt, I felt she was a little nosy. I was like, okay, like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like if <laughs> you
1: don't want to run into trouble, don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong.
3: <laughs> yeah. And like, she calls the house phone after he didn't respond from for a couple of hours, I was like, "Girl, like she's just stay. a bit
0: much, isn't she?" Yeah, like, like he could be down. seeing someone else. He yeah, could be then seeing she anyone else.
3: Him, I'm like, "Girl, come on now! Like this is you're doing a lot." So I'm just kind of like, "I ah,
0: feel <laughs> bad
3: for her," but does she deserve it? No, but she kind of set herself up. Yeah. Uh, what did, I mean, what did you expect, honey? Like <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. We're at a tech office that would have been cool in 1998. Mm-hmm, uh, there's mm-hmm. a guy who's hacking the internet.
1: Yes. You sure the whole, is the whole
0: thing. The whole goddamn he, thing. He's stealing from Adobe and Microsoft. And Microsoft. It looks like someone's trying to corrupt the internet, according Just, to his hot coworker
3: girl. In like three seconds, she figures it out. She's like, oh, it's this amazing. is what it looks like. Yeah. I'm like, how did you get that?
1: He says, oh, I saw a bunch of text that was Arabic or maybe it was Turkish. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I don't know if you've seen stuff written out in Arabic or Turkish. <laughs> They don't use the same alphabets. No. Um, Turkish uses the same all. alphabet that we do in the English language. What
3: screen did it get brought to? You know, I was like, oh, we must have missed that part. You know, he must have had decoded the code and then transferred it to another screen and then we could, we would have seen the Arabic. But.
1: And then in multiple episodes, they do that too, where they say
0: Turkish and or Arabic. And it's like,
3: these are different things. This is another
0: <laughs> classic example of 24 just raising the stakes for no good reason. Oh, yeah. Like now the the entire internet is also maybe under threat. The, um, the internet has been stolen by the jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen San Diego has stolen the internet. <laughs> this guy, the center part guy, Andrew, you know, he runs off and is like, Oh, CTU. I know Chloe. She's a friend of mine. You should know yeah. what's going on. Using a payphone. This is a payphone right. as a pivotal yeah. piece of plot. Yeah. So between the set design, the costuming, the hair and the music, Oh my this is God. very much like a vision of the future from the past. And now uh. that that future has not panned out, it makes me feel really fucking old. And I'm wondering if the rest of you had the same experience.
1: Yeah, like it feels I was talking about this where like I was looking at people like, like looking at news stuff and political stuff from 2017 and how it feels older than stuff from 2007. This show somehow feels older than something from like the 80s. Like yeah. it just feel like I yeah like I feel like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where you just see the wrinkles
0: forming in my face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the the FaceTime thing that they have where they're communicating with each other over FaceTime when those they're were real devices. By
0: the way, those were like eight hundred bucks a pop back yeah. in the day. Yeah, it wow. just looks like garbage. It just looks like it would look would have looked
1: better had they just like used a fake one and then mm-hmm. had like you know put film on there like you know they yeah. did in, like. The the right, movie right. Blank Check, for example.
2: <laughs> what a thing
1: to pull! <laughs> yeah, I mean There's we a all want it's all- named Macintosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pull. Um, yeah, <laughs> I want to. It feels old fashioned, like it feels like kind of a Jetsons future, but it is you know such a time capsule of also the Bush years. Like I, I can't really yeah. explain how it feels like a the the future that Bush wanted that never happened.
3: Yeah, some scenes you know with the technology. Now that we're past that time, it feels like it's garbage. But at the same time, there are certain things that they do. I'm like, wow, they can do that. That's pretty good. You know, like they re like enhance an image that's barely an image. And then they get like a yeah. facial recognition. It's like oh, enhance. this guy, you know, it's him. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that was quick. Well, thank God they had that, you know, that would have right. really been a mess. Otherwise, <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, I like that you could like send someone's <laughs> GPS data to like someone's PDA.
3: That it's just was like a, big, a lot. That a little later, yeah. But yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like, <laughs> I'll patch you through once again to like yep. these things that I felt like shouldn't be able to be patched through. It's and you know sometimes uh-huh. someone will be like in an airplane somewhere, and then you know they're like coordinating the field ops or whatever from somewhere else, and then they know like. Recognizing the temperature yeah. of a body mm-hmm. moving and stuff like that, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Yeah, like America.
1: <laughs> That's an important part of this. Is it's like it's convincing people that the government can do this. It's like you're gonna mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at what they can do. They yeah. can track anybody at any time. You're going to be just fine. Everyone's under constant surveillance. Right. You, but you're, you
0: you specifically are going to be just fine yeah. because yeah. you specifically have nothing to worry about. Right? Because right. you're, you're not doing anything wrong, and you're not a yeah. Turk. Exactly. Yeah. We got,
1: we got dozens of Jack Bowers in cages downstairs. Yeah. You know, if they get too old, we just put them down, but you know, we'll always have another one we to throw there. We just give them a steady supply of
0: heroin. Yeah. Then they do whatever you want. Um, yeah. Heroin calorie mate. Wait, um,
3: can we give a shout out to the very dramatic music that is played whenever Jack has like a can. moment? Like
0: a we can. Moment. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, That's uh, another thing about this show is the music never stops. No. Oh, it's just throughout. Literally. It's
1: just bum, 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 bum. It's like fucking Metal Gear Solid music the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I will say the split screen stuff does feel very dynamic and fun. That mm-hmm. was the one time I, I was having it. fun was whenever they were split screen. And I guess it came from the pilot when they wrote it had 20 pages of phone conversations and they were like fuck okay huh. we have to again the graphics are the key to this right the counting clock yep. the 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 beep beeps the boop boops and the the split screens that yeah. split screen Very
0: effect urgent. is 24
1: yeah. like really uh so this is amazing i just looked up the music for 24 and they released a whole bunch of cds i know that had all the all the music on it <laughs> but there are a lot of tracks on here that are only for the japanese edition of <laughs> the 24 yeah. soundtrack listen and i, I want to read to you some of those tracks oh please, please. Oh names. gosh ctu intercom four seconds long (laughs) ctu ring one four seconds long ctu ring two four seconds long and my personal favorite a two minute 24 second song titled gunman for breakfast
3: (laughs) (laughs) all i can say is japanese fans go hard they are Mm -hmm. die hard Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if it was like uh, you know who would want this? Oh, Japan.
0: Yeah. Over there. And we're going to sell this album to you for like, what? Like 5,000 yen or something Yeah, like exactly. That. Just- People like,
3: oh, yes, please. What a steal. <laughs> no, I knew that there was an audience growing because when I would go to the DVD store, like uh, after a while, it wasn't just me waiting at midnight. Mm, oh, you know, sure. So, yeah, there was like a line of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ba- oh, got
0: What are 24 <laughs> fans called?
3: I kind of like Bauerhead. That doesn't sound yeah. bad to me. Is there is there like a
0: Japanese equivalent of like Americans who are super obsessed with anime, but it's like the other way around where it's like Japanese people who are super obsessed with like American culture? Like 24 and King of the Hill.
3: I feel like that's by default kind of everyone. Maybe not specifically. Sure. If mm-hmm. people were able to name a specific show or genre, then maybe you were, you know, kind of really into it. But in general... Japan is just very interested in like white culture, you know, American sure. culture. Yeah. So there's like different impressions people have, but yeah, generally I feel like Jack Bauer kind of fits in that image that people have of like, ah, like the hero, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like Tom Cruise or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That makes
0: sense. Oh, yeah. sure, Tom sure. Cruise. We just talked about Top Gun last week and yeah, that right. another guy who just has a massive international following because He's just—he's got the thing, you know. He's got he's the, the guy. thing.
3: Like he got away with playing a samurai. Like I'm just kind of yeah. like, how
2: did yeah. that happen? Yeah. <laughs> he was the last one. He, he was, was the last. last
3: one. Well, I said that to someone because um, I posted this video um, about like mixed Japanese people, like biracial Japanese people, because mm-hmm. we're often not seen as Japanese in Japan. And mm-hmm. somebody had said, so I had brought up the issue of representation because there aren't any mixed race Japanese people. Playing regular Japanese characters on like Japanese TV or movies. So it's not Mm -hmm. in the consciousness. And then somebody on Twitter responded saying, well, I don't really want to see like, you know, someone who looks too African or too white. Playing a character in like a period piece, you know, like a Edo period piece or something like that. I was like, Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Last Samurai? Like, don't watch that, you know? Right, right, right. That's a whole white person that has nothing to do with Japan. (laughs) Like,
0: so. That's a whole ass white man right there. So, some more plot happens. (laughs) We meet Secretary Um, Heller finally. We meet Secretary Heller. Uh, We learn that uh, Audrey's brother, Heller's other son, Uh, is kind of being a dick and they're actually on the way to meet him for some reason. Yeah. Um, Jack then also gets back to CTU, goes up to Aaron's office. There's like a whole thing where like, it's like, oh, there's this thing going on and it looks like it's on the level. And Jack's like, no, it's not. And yeah. lo and behold, it's not on the level. Good going, Jack. Yeah, he gets Gail the yep. snail to, like, feed him some information that she yep. absolutely should not be doing. And,
1: like, to the fact it. that she is means that CTU is just, like, a fucking Swiss cheese of leaks. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, then, it's, it's,
1: it's completely compromised.
0: Ugh. But then we get to a scene that I do want to talk about, which is when Heller gets to hit the house of his shitty pothead son.
1: Yeah. yeah um, oh, I it, love the part where the kid lights up a weed joint cigarette reefer.
0: it's so good color son Richard is going to I guess be going off to protest a Lockheed Martin something or other yeah Yeah, he's like simultaneously
1: 19 and like 43 right (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: he has a very me energy in terms of looks (laughs) <laughs> and um, the whole thing is like You can't do this You can't go protest It's going to embarrass this administration And I'm the secretary of defense It's going to embarrass the me The kid is like Well, I have free speech It's America, man Yeah, and and, and smoking weed Has such a funny place In the
1: 2000s too on TV right. Because you can't say it If someone's like doing it on screen That was the standard practice for networks Which is why that 70s show They always sort of danced around it And so right. this is just like oh man I need a smoke and he lights up and he's like you're really gonna smoke that in front of me but they can't like say the words and they can't really even have a shot of the joint it's amazing
0: yes and then we get what is probably my favorite line in this entire episode which is Secretary of Defense Heller saying Spare me your sixth grade Michael Michael Moore Moore logic. logic. (laughs) It's wild. And yeah, like this guy, this guy, Richard, is the stand in for the naive libs, right? He's a triggered lib. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this is a big way into the politics of 24. So let's talk about
3: this i mean richard is us like he's like the voice of reason i was like okay so they're trying to paint this like leftist guy you know like this peace guy oh he's so naive what is he talking about he doesn't understand he's not a real patriot you know he's living in a mess like he smokes weed he's clearly a loser type of thing he lives with his door wide
1: open door city (laughs) over here
3: It's just a lot. And then the whole, yeah, weed thing. And then it, later, if you guys remember, like it's revealed he's gay. Oh, Which yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. is oh, wow, the wow. show's attempt to paint him a certain way. It's just those liberal like, uh, faggots. Well, they're all
1: going to yeah.
0: smoke <laughs> yeah, their weed and that's smoke the, pole. Brian, the, 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 the funny <laughs> thing here is that not only is he gay, it turns out that he had betrayed the location. Like the whole reason they're torturing him is because he's clearly holding out on something a yeah, little bit yeah, later uh-huh, on. Yeah. And it's going to turn out later on in this season that the reason that Richard tipped off these terrorists or whatever to where Secretary of Defense Heller was going to be is that he was being blackmailed due to having a bi orgy with these a two orgy? people, one of whom that's was black fucking, uh, what's her name, right? That's
1: like, oh. that's an asset. Yeah, it, was, it was, Mandy. was Mandy and another yeah.
3: guy. Like, oh yeah.
1: yeah, oh no, don't post those pictures that show I'm the coolest fucking person alive. <laughs> <line.
3: Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm like Richard. Sounds great, you know. Yeah, like, no, i know. Yeah, that's yeah, them, for, for sure. sure. But his torture is very interesting. oh yes. yeah, I yeah.
1: yeah. Ooh, it's wild. Um, and also, Secretary Heller is played by a guy named William Devane. It's so interesting that his performance... He's horrible in this. Yeah, no, his performance feels so incongruous with the rest of the show and the rest of the actors on the show. He yeah. is a good actor. I have seen him be good in many other things, including Bosch Legacy. Any Bosch heads out there? <laughs> yeah, we I'm got sorry, some Bosch, Bosch heads. Legacy? Yeah, there's a sequel series because Bosch is off the force now. See, he retired at the end of Bosch and now he's just kind of a consultant for the LAPD. See, okay, so there was this entire thing in the final season AJ, of Bosch. where we can't where talk he was, about okay, Bosch. Oh, and sorry, they're no. like, hold Gotta on, this we, time. You, you have to do a wood painting again, Bosh. You have to. He's like, no, I threw that life away. I'm no
0: longer a Flemish master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So remember the hacker guy from earlier? Well, he's still really yeah. important for some reason. He, he still goes- can't tell the difference between Arabic and Turkish. Sure he can't, still can't. <laughs> but what he can do is go back to his office and see his hot girl co-worker get shot. Um, he steps so over sad. like
1: four dead bodies before realizing that they're there. He yeah, is and the for dumbest some reason, man reason He doesn't alive. leave. He like, sees his girlfriend being hostage and he turns around. And he's like, oh, there is a corpse directly right
0: behind him. <laughs> right. Um, and so he's like, oh, no, they're after me because I saw the red scrolling text that let me know that they're trying to hack the entire Internet. It's either Hebrew
1: yeah. or it's Russian. There's no way of knowing. It's wild to uh, me uh, that this
0: has the same plot
1: <laughs> as Chuck. Like, this is the entire first setup for Chuck, except it's, like, played for serious drama. I yeah. had a hard time differentiating him from Richard for a little bit, Uh, I'll be honest. Oh, sure. Uh, it's mm-hmm. this show... Yeah, they the have show, similar faces. They do have similar faces, sure. and, and I he just feels so superfluous to it, and him being as stupid as he is points to a bigger thing with the show in general, which is that Jack Bauer's poise is, like, the smartest man alive, but it's right. just because everyone else around him is, is the dumbest person you've ever met in your life. Like, they make... Every Every wrong choice. And he's able to thrive in this universe. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, if we look at, like, the release of this happening right after 9-11, the surprise sort of success of it, especially going into the second season, at its most charitable, like, if you agree with what we know about 9-11, what the government tells you about 9-11, whatever, like, at its best, 9-11 is a huge failure of American intelligence. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's like we had all of this data on them. And the World Trade Center had been attacked before and they could not piece those things together that these guys were that the 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 shiftiest men alive were taking like flight simulator lessons down in Florida in 2001 or things like that.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, the document that was prepared by central intelligence that said bin Laden determined to strike within United States. It's like, yeah, after he
1: had attacked the USS Cole.
0: Like, yeah, this is a
1: known thing. So what we really needed in America was the one rogue sure the, the maverick again the maverick yeah within the intelligence agency who's able to say fuck all your government bullshit man right right, right. i'm gonna fucking just start putting plastic bags on motherfuckers and that right. will solve all the terrorism before it happens except not really because the train still blew up yeah <laughs> and
0: one great example of that type of maverick niche map hello i love that
1: a maverick knish maverick knish
0: one example (laughs) of that maverick ishness is what i was looking for (laughs) wow okay yeah wow that's hard i that's awful awful. Uh, that's not good um (laughs) is that uh jack is like well we need to get the information from this guy who we've brought in about what's going to happen because clearly the train attack was not the real attack Yes. So he goes into the interrogation room, knocks out a security guard, enters the interrogation cell itself, and shoots the guy in the <laughs> knee, which, of course,
3: immediately pays off.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's how it works. Y- yep. You shoot a guy in I the knee. I feel like and that, it's was done.
3: The, that was the brainwashing effect of torture working, right? right? Yeah. Like, the ticking time bomb yes. idea. Like, there's something about to happen immediately, and torture is the only way to stop this horrible thing from, like, happening to innocent Americans, right? But what is... Is the, there's no example in history where that has happened. Well, there like, was the, not time, even this. There, this there was the time
1: that a Secret Service agent, Nicolas Cage, saved the former First Lady of the United mm. States by shooting Austin Pendleton in three of his toes. <laughs> yes, I'm, that is very I'm true. But what's amazing to me is that the torture in this doesn't even work because he doesn't prevent the attack. No. Like he shoots a no. guy in the no. leg yeah. just to find out information that he would have found out by waiting three more minutes. <laughs>
3: It was just a, a good cliffhanger. It yeah. was a good
0: cliffhanger, but, and it was a great shot. Uh, and I mean, the gunshot. It wasn't well yeah. shot, particularly, no, but he did no, a good no, job no. shooting that guy also, in the did
1: knee. did Jack just, like, did they just not change the codes to the doors after Jack left? Like, how did he know the code to get into <laughs> the room? How did he do that? How did he... Like,
3: he just remembered? Yeah. Or he somehow obtained it when he knocked out that security guard? No, it's like, my birthday. Like, he saw
0: it in his eyes? All the my birthday. <laughs> so, guess what? The florists are here, and they're here to capture the Secretary. They sure are. Oh no. Also, somebody launches a fucking <laughs> thank you. <Brian. laughs> You're going to play the whole thing. So you sent me this entire thing. No. I told you. Okay, okay. It's done. I got uh, it. Okay. Uh, somebody <laughs> launches an RPG into Secretary Heller's car. He's not in there at the moment. But where does that bomb come from? Yeah,
1: that's also, that's very expensive. You're not just going to fucking waste an RPG on an empty car. Why would you do yeah. that? No one was in there. Yeah. yeah. His house. Why did
3: they do that? They're supposed to be masterminds.
1: Yeah. You're trying to kidnap them. Yeah. Him. Like
3: Richard is not going to stop them. Clearly he's high. Nah. So they could have just walked in. Worst
0: time to get high. When your oh. dad's being kidnapped. <laughs> in season one of 24, and I think Yuria, you can speak to this as well, having being like myself a 24 head, season one of 24 sticks to the real time conceit really closely. Like you actually feel like it is more or less happening in real time. Hmm. Somewhere mm-hmm. in, I want to say like toward the end of season two, beginning of season three, they sort of threw the concept out the window where it technically hmm. happens in real time. But now they they start saying things like, "We will have the Senate sign off on that within the hour." Yeah. <laughs> and things of that nature, you know. At the, yeah. at the
1: same time, like I felt like watching this show, watching these four episodes, it was like this, I guess it's real time. Like it's not inconsistent with the idea of being real time, but it kind of feels like any other show, right. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. This stuff could be stretched out over a week. Who gives a shit? Well, sometimes
3: it just didn't seem to make sense. Like, wow, that guy's still in that (laughs) car. Like, that seems kind of like a long time, you know? Because they'll just like throw him in like right before the commercial break or after, Uh like, just to remind us like that this plot is still happening. In one of the comic panels. Yeah, in one of the comic panels, I was like, oh wow, that's still like they're still eating breakfast. Like that seems (laughs) like a long time, you know. Meanwhile, like wow, they already made it to the airport. Wow, like that was fast, you know. I guess. Helicopters, man. I yeah. don't know. So sometimes, definitely, I feel like they just took liberty with whatever they had to do. I mean, that must be stressful, like writing that. At least, I've, like I attempting th- to th- align to be perfectly
0: everything. honest. Given the way that the show always goes off the rails at the end of literally every season, I think they're mostly powered by cocaine. I think that like they at some point they're like, how the fuck do we write our way out of this one? They just stay up all night in the room just doing lines. And what you get is this (laughs) Um, (laughs) makes sense. Episode two then opens with cops sweeping the scene of what we have just experienced. Uh, Richard is safe. But Heller and Audrey are completely in peril. And Jack, Mm -hmm. back at CTU, is like, you need to reinstate me right now. And uh, Aaron is like, no, you're going to jail, actually.
1: (laughs) Maverick time. Let's break some laws and protocols.
3: Yeah, He gets results, goddammit. He does. (laughs) That's all that matters. matters. (laughs) I just want to point out that Richard is... Painted as this coward in the corner when they go to like look at his house once again it's like ah the useless non patriot yeah. liberal here high and gay in the corner crying <laughs> meanwhile his father
0: is captured I know he, like, for, for all he knows his father might have been in that car that fucking exploded it's yeah. like and they're like oh look he at this pussy shot. his dad died yeah <laughs> <sighs> Um and yeah Andrew the other guy you know he's trying to run away Calls his mom, but oh no! There's a goon. A goon has arrived at his mom's house. Uh oh! No, no, and his, his mom time. can't
1: leave until she puts away her towels. It's exactly. very important <laughs> yeah. that she yeah. puts yeah. away <laughs> those two oh, towels. By the way, yeah. Computer guy, he fled that yeah. scene on his bicycle. Right. And oh my and, like, god! Timed it so he just got in front of a semi truck. That was that was great? Also, yeah. I know
3: I know that like in TV they always hang up the phone when it feels abrupt to hang oh, yeah, up the phone. Yeah, yeah. But in his case, it was definitely abrupt. He was like, "Mom, just do it." <laughs> I <laughs> would make sure that mom understands this is life or death. And I would stay on the phone yeah, with she her. Clearly like, are you outside? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I, just yeah, goes, yeah oh, if I was well, his mom, just... I'd be like,
1: I think he's having a medical episode. I should probably, like, do something about this.
3: He definitely abandoned. Yeah, him. and
1: yeah, exactly. And she ends up with um a little ketchup packet like, kind of daintily sprinkled over her neck. I assume she
0: was so allergic to ketchup that she died. (laughs) um, Because that is not what a
1: throat being slit looks like. The other big
0: thing that happens about this, too, is that now that they have access to the house, they're able to tap his phone, I guess. Yeah, that's how it it works. Yeah, his cellular
1: node was cloned, Josh. Right. (laughs) They cloned his (laughs) cellular (laughs) node. We
0: have to clone a cellular node, don't we,
1: folks? I think (laughs) that's what happened to Julie Andrews.
0: And so, now, as a result... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. oh
1: Brian. That's not one of my favorite things.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's going that's take I don't know if I can recover from that. <laughs> Speaking of botched procedures, Yes, speaking yeah. about procedures, Jack is going to try to go like meet up with Andrew at this train station, but because the cellular node has been cloned, the terrorists <laughs> know exactly where he's going. Uh, God damn it. That's so funny. Um, also, like, there's this incredible scene before the whole meetup in the train station, right back at the terrorist family house, where Shora Agdashlu is fucking... She has thrown her whole Agda Shlesi into it. Oh, yeah, like, my God.
1: She's like... I mean, this every scene in the house is shot like a Persian soap opera.
0: It's like, yeah, yeah. it rules. And so, like, they're she's just like, so don't do we
1: get a soap opera star to do this? Oh, and, and, and I mean, and the she way, should be.
0: I wish that yeah. everybody else in 24 was treating the stakes as high as she is because yeah. this the show works best when people are treating uh, the stakes in that. Yeah. Way. And I mean, look, mm-hmm. she's she was
1: nominated for an Oscar uh, for House of Sand and Fog. She has had a long and illustrious career. And all I could think about when she opened her mouth was that's the head Corian on the council in Mass
3: Effect. (laughs) I feel like she's one of the really uh, memorable women in the series. Mm. And she has an incredible arc, too, Mm -hmm. you know, because she takes some unexpected turns, I guess. There's so many like stereotypes and like molds of character in this show. But she's like a layered mother, conflicted loyal wife still Mm -hmm. like uh, you said it i mean the stakes are definitely felt so i appreciate that
0: oftentimes the problem is the writing doesn't give the women very much to do and this is another piece that i wanted to talk about too is like the gender politics of the show right Mm. you know when jack goes back to aaron driscoll to try to persuade her into having his commission reinstated (sighs) he basically just like forces her into it through facts and logic and so like listen you coos she's very much chastened right And, and and this is what normally the case is is that the men are strong and rational and the women are weak and emotional, and so are the boys. Actually. Yeah, and and you yeah. see
1: that with the prison situation too, with with Heller being locked up with uh, Jack Bauer's girlfriend. He always knows what's right. He's the one who's kept his composure the whole time, and she's right. like, oh she's god, a what's ship.
3: gonna happen? Yeah, she's <laughs> the bargaining chip yeah. in
1: order to get him to do things. Um, Popeye,
3: save I, uh, me! Get a hold of yourself, woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is this is a trope I really, really love. Um, it's when, like, the head bad guy tells the other henchman to, like, take them away, but doesn't tell them where to go.
3: Yes. <laughs> which room? Yeah, which yeah. room? Oh, I'm okay. sorry, I'm We're new here. Uh, where way, where yeah. are we doing yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> excited to be on board. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, Driscoll is so
1: bad at her job as the head of the CTU, and it actually makes it so, it's a little infuriating. Like, it, it makes you as an audience member be like, well, there's no way she would stay in command
0: if she's fucked up. She's made every single wrong call. Well, so, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for season four. She gets relieved of her command around like episode six or seven. And then Bill Buchanan comes back in and takes over for the rest Don't of the season. Don't you
1: know you're supposed to let Jack do all the heroin he wants? Mm. You bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Duke
1: Nukem.
2: <laughs> He's um, got
3: balls uh, of steel. <laughs> like thinking about COVID and like quarantine and stuff like that, I was thinking about season three and that's the virus right, yeah. season.
2: Oh. And do you
3: remember when everyone was, uh, Possibly infected or definitely exposed, maybe infected lethally, right, in that building. And Michelle was there and there was this guy kind of freaking out. He didn't want to stay quarantined. He was like, well, I'm leaving. And like, he kind of like, he's like a civilian. Mm -hmm. He tries to storm off. And Michelle, she's cold as ice. She just
2: shoots him (laughs) because she's just
3: like this is what's got to be done, dog. Like, I told yeah. you, you cannot walk out. So I was thinking, like, oh, that's like an anti-masker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and she's just like, all right, we're well, just going to have to kill you. I warned you. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty badass. The writing sets you up to, to root for her in that
1: way, where I think the writing against Driscoll is just like, it's completely like, we need to get her out of here as soon yes. as possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
3: well, she's in Jack's way, and we don't <laughs> like people who we are
1: sure in like, no. Jack's way.
3: Including uh, Ronnie, who never had a chance as a head of field ops with oh, a name poor like that. Ronnie <laughs> Poor <laughs>
1: Ronnie. When you have the name of an eight-year- old, You know, you just, you don't make it through the end of the show. No, you certainly don't. Like, how
3: can you, like, compete with Jack Bauer? He's like, hi, I'm Ronnie. (laughs) I'm taking over Jack's it's Like, okay, this guy's gonna die. Uh, Keep keep
0: Ronnie in the back of your head, folks, because we'll get back to him in just a moment. I do really like the
1: idea of, like, an alternate 24. Like, there's another 24 happening in the background that's just Ronnie's whole thing.
3: (laughs) It's a mini series. He's, he's taking, yeah, He's like yeah, he yeah. does.
1: He's just as successful, but he plays by the rules. So right. he's just like. I'm gonna let the schedule like hash this out. Everyone's got to do the paperwork. It's fine. It's a Frank Grimes moment. Yeah. It's uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> just like a, a five minute.
3: Oh my god, Frank Grimes! I don't need to touch this I because I'm Jack, Jack Bauer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like a five minute like split screen shot in the standard twenty four thing of him filling out time cards.
3: Oh my do, god, do, or do, grimy do. as he liked to be called. So, so good. um.
0: Heller and Audrey, they, again, we are just reminded that they exist, basically. Beirut's now. Behrouz is, uh, he needs to do the drop, actually, for his dad. This is, they're yeah. they're sort oh, of like, right. yeah. he's becoming part of, he's becoming a man, and, um, this is, I guess, the family equivalent of how a kid gets bar mitzvahed, is instead you go <laughs> and you drop a suitcase off at... With a
1: guy, or... guy named Omar, yes. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Istanbul, <laughs> every corner is just lined with suitcases.
0: It's just how it works. <laughs> And so here's where Debbie really comes into play. And this is going back to what you were talking about earlier. You're right with uh, Debbie is like, where the fuck is Beirut? She doesn't say that, but she has that general energy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And she calls the house uh, Mm -hmm. and that's a problem because she's already kind of on their radar as being a potential problem. And now we know she's a problem, right? She's nosy. She cares too much about this boy and she is a teenage white girl who stands for everything that this family does not stand for. Frankly. But it's also like she doesn't have a personality. Like, no, I mean, there's it,
1: really there's nothing to grab on because at the this point in Leighton the show Eastern. that I wrote. Uh, she's definitely a fed. She's actually mm-hmm. fed. She's working yeah, with the. Yeah, she's actually her character from Hangman's Curse, where she like is part of the <laughs> oh, FBI's right. secret uh, Christian paranormal investigation unit. And yeah. I would
0: say that she's doing her best, but to be honest, no, she's, she's not. not. She no gives a much on better performance than Curse, except, except for, for maybe
1: Kiefer Sutherland and Shora yeah sure is doing uh, her best yeah, what she's got. i think With she's what better she's than that but like but like i think that yeah i think that what this show is 14 hour days constantly because yeah. there's so many locations there's so much fucking like running and yeah. so many stunts mm-hmm. and fights oh, and yeah. like so they're just shitting every goddamn take out to the point where they don't even check the gate between separate sets right. yeah Mm-hmm. so they have to just like, fuck it. Like no one cared when they wrote these words. So we can't care when we say them. yeah, yeah, you know, they were also so bored on set that they set up um they put a number in the show uh, that like just appeared on screen on in the background of a thing that was a real number that, if you
0: called, went to the cell phones of yeah. certain actors on the set,
3: <laughs> yeah no yeah. way yeah there was a
0: specific number they showed at different points and it was just the fan phone and you could call the fan phone and sometimes some the actors pick up? Might just pick pick them. up and be like hey yeah, it's like a fan competition <laughs> fucking
1: a fan. i guess a big thing on college campuses was with you know college like 24 parties uh where you like, stay
3: up
0: and watch the whole season
3: that was a thing well,
1: well i know when people were watching it when it aired oh. they had a drinking game where they would Mm. drink every time Jack said, damn it. it. Right. So there was even a scene that he did on purpose where he just went, damn it. Ah,
2: damn it. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's nice that, I mean that, that seems fun For all the yeah. negative stuff that I'm sure we'll talk About this show uh, in terms of cultural Impact that's actually a very nice thing That's alright yeah. I yeah. think I like that a it's, lot It's yeah. kind of fun that like the people making the Show knew about it and decided to have fun with It
3: yeah it's good to know they had a sense of humor Yeah, I guess. yeah. yeah. right because the show really has
1: no Humor none, none at all
3: I can think of just one scene with a sense of humor And it, it involves Chloe I don't know if any, I don't know what season this was but Chloe Says something kind of sentimental to Jack uh-huh. and it's very awkward and Jack just kind of does like a slow head turn <laughs> at her and it's a very on purpose moment of like that was very awkward and funny oh, amazing. and I was like wow that's refreshing and I feel like that was
0: more likely a moment that he found as an actor than something that was in right, the script right. as written
3: because to the point of
0: humorlessness Mm. Um, yeah. the rest of what happens here is similarly humorless you know like yeah. um, Heller and Audrey there's more fucking bullshit like he throws his tie at one of the guys <laughs> yeah yeah he also he also tells Audrey
1: you cannot allow a negative thought to enter your head thought? now that's right and that's like don't saying, worry
0: your pretty little head dear uh,
1: but that's like saying don't picture Goku getting stuffed till he's fit to bursting like I mean <laughs> you know, like, you're immediately gonna think that's all, th- that's impossible that's to all do. you can it's think he's perfect Spherical at this point he's so, yeah, he's so round oh
3: we can't Eat another bite
1: oh no don't bring Me
3: that bucket of KFC I don't Know how I'm supposed to not be negative in that Moment right. I'd be like dad things Are pretty much as bad as it gets yeah. Like you're
1: going to be executed For war crimes <laughs> What do you got to say against that I mean Yeah I mean but that's because that's the other thing The senator is clearly He did these things right yeah. like we're Not it's yeah. not in doubt that he committed all Of these war crimes and yeah all that matters is that your perspective is not the perspective of a fucking cuckold faggot who thinks that it's yes. bad that he did those things. That's right, Brian. Yes, or right. that Lockheed Martin kills exactly. children. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. you like, can't think you that can't, either. You can't yeah. think about all no. that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's really good
0: that they do it. Behrouz goes out then to, you know, do the drop with his suitcase or briefcase mm-hmm. or whatever. And Debbie fucking follows him. Followed him. Followed him. And, yeah. And, 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 and gets so, out here. Too nosy. He finishes the drop. Leighton Meester walks up to him and is like, Oh, your parents, your parents won't let you see non-Muslims. That's so sad. And she like <laughs> kisses him or whatever. Terrible. Terrible kiss. kiss. Terrible acting. One of the goons sees them. And one big component of 24 is people from extremist backgrounds. And by extremist backgrounds, I mean that they are from countries that are not the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme. Uh, the, the fact that they're from these backgrounds. And they express to their peers the grave sin of loving America. Yeah. And that then is, makes them an outcast in, in the world that they're from. And Leighton Meester in this situation is a stand-in for the America that uh, you know loves so much. All we have is love. What does and, this tell and... us about where the country was at four years out from 9-11?
3: Timeline-wise, I was thinking like, oh, 2005. Like 2004 is when the... um. Torture and like prisoner. Yeah, when did Abu Ghraib
0: come to? Yeah, Abu
3: Uh, Ghraib was
1: known by that point. Okay, Uh, it was known before the election and everything because I I believe it was even featured in Fahrenheit nine eleven. Okay, it was two
3: thousand four. That it came to when it came out. Yeah, so I feel like. So do you think there's less torture in season four with respect to this coming out or? it doesn't make a difference. Or if there's more torture. I was trying to think about that last hmm. night. I was like, is there more torture in season four?
0: I, I think well, there's overall less because when we go on, there, there there is still a bit, but there's definitely less than in other seasons. But I do think something they hit a little harder in this season, not just because of Beru's and his whole family, but in other cases as well, is this idea of hidden loyalties and the enemy hiding in plain sight, you know?
1: I would like to actually, if I could uh, read a contemporary review of season four of sure. four. actually no this was not contemporary this was in may 18th of 2012 but i think it actually yeah, okay. accurately kind of sums up people's thoughts on the series uh in the obama years and after the first four years of obama this is for ign this season was controversial for its subject matter and received complaints from muslim organizations before a single episode even aired but while the producers ran token PSAs during the show to dissuade viewers from associating all Muslims with terrorists, it's to their immense credit that they didn't punk out in the name of political correctness
2: <laughs> <punk> out, <laughs> and that's
1: displace the season's threat to a disgruntled band of slur for Inuit people or those notoriously hostile Amish.
0: So that's very funny. Yeah, real zingers there. I see what but he's it, doing there. But it's just
1: this this whole thing took place in in the, you know, in the realm of like, you know, post PC culture, right? Like that we were we were not gonna tolerate a society where we weren't allowed to actually speak truths. And that the truths that people wanted, for the most part, seemed to mostly be as Islamophobic as possible. You know. Yeah. In yeah. every possible
0: respect. One of the things that's a real problem with the way that they create this family is that it's establishing this binary where you have like good Muslims and bad Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And whether you're a good Muslim or a bad Muslim is also pretty well correlated to whether you are a good American or a bad American, oh, um, sure. which I really, really don't care for it's it's yeah. just okay. a why it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well you see no it's just such a flattening way of looking at it and it doesn't understand how and why people actually get radicalized right because generally mm. speaking people are radicalized due to material conditions and right. so then they use religion as an outlet for that sort of extreme way of being and they integrate the extremism that has been inculcated into them by their material conditions, and it further propagates as a result of the sort of hole that they go down, and you see this everywhere. It doesn't matter yeah. whether we're talking about like the guys who did nine eleven, who were from Saudi Arabia, by the way, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia did that. I just wanted to point that up and make that very clear. Also, it uh, fucking you know f- freak ass you know QAnon evangelical Christians. It's the same goddamn dynamic.
3: Well, I'm just surprised. Remember how we were talking? Uh, I mentioned earlier like they were uh, spacing out the Muslims as terrorists, you know, Uh according to the seasons, because they can't Mm -hmm. all be Muslims. Now that I'm thinking about it, season four feels like the most Islamophobic season. And ironically, like season two, which is the one right after 9-11, is probably the more left of 24 because the bad guy turns out to be like this oil tycoon at the very end of the season, you know, and David Palmer is fighting to prevent unnecessary war, you know. So ironically, timing wise, I'm just kind of like, no, like a little impressed. But um, in terms of what you said with like the right wing, you know, extremists and stuff in terms of spacing out all of the bad guys, like, okay, we got like some Mexican cartels. We got like this British guy who wanted to poison everyone you know we have like <laughs> yeah, sure. of course you know Chinese everyone but there was no like extreme right wing racist like KKK type of militia trying to go after David Palmer like I find right. that hard to believe yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so spoiler alert for season 5 uh, David Palmer gets assassinated at the very top of the day in the very first episode it's one of the very first things that happens and, and like you we were saying earlier that, that it doesn't the people who are doing that you would expect them, I think, naturally to be radicalized, homegrown white American terrorists yeah, uh-huh. um, because yeah. of the fact that David right. liberal is er, David liberal. David Palmer <laughs> is generally portrayed as being pretty fucking liberal up until yeah. he's not. Yeah. And
1: if and in a world where like nine didn't happen, but 24 was still a successful show, that probably would have been the case. Right. Because. We talked. Militias were a big point of contention in the 1990s, right? Ruby Ridge, Branch Davidians led to a rise of of white supremacist militias all over the country. Timothy McVeigh, of course, bombed the the federal building in Oklahoma. The militia movement was all part of this this same sort of through line that that's still. Uh, is, is much more prevalent in what we talk about now, especially since Trump was elected, especially mm-hmm. since the empowerment of those militias to actually work security for right. Trump events and to right. appear at the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Right. But at this point, full blind eye to that shit. Right. ATF wasn't going after them. FBI wasn't going after them. Everything now was about the terrorists in the Middle East and the Mexicans.
3: Another reason why season two feels a little more left is, I don't know if you guys remember, in the beginning, Jack is called back to the job. You know, mm. uh, he has to shave his beard, right? Feels like and... he has to be
1: called back a lot to this job. Yes, he yeah. does. It it's it's
3: it. just just exactly every season, pretty much. Him back in. Yes, yeah, always, like, ah, oh, it drags me, like, every time I every time. Crawl, <laughs> crawl out. Anyway, like, he goes undercover with sort of like a right-wing, white, militia group like he goes undercover with them and there's a scene where like they're portrayed as the bad guys and there's a scene where he's in a van with a bunch of them and somebody says like why are you doing this and one of them says to jack like you tell him jack and jack is just like because we're patriots so they were giving (laughs) Uh... a shout out to there yeah. are bad huh. patriots, too, you guys, you know.
1: Speaking of bad patriots, there is a bad guy in this show that has the coolest earring I've ever seen. Like, he, I, I, I'm always a sucker for, like, bad guys with earrings. Are you talking guy, about fake Jack Bauer? Yeah. Okay. He does. I love that he does the fucking Jack Jack Bauer Bauer voice. Yes. And then they do a switcheroo at the end of the episode where Jack Bauer then has to impersonate him at the end of the fourth episode of this. So it's that's like that was a very satisfying kernel for me to hang on to. For sure. What I can only describe as a show that is just soup. It's a soup of a show. It just things are happening and the timer's beeping, which is very good when actually like. Like the, the the pressures being yeah, so like when things are happening, like it feels like so, like a bomb about to go off. But yeah. when things aren't really happening, it just reminds you what time it is and how long you've been sitting <laughs> watching
0: this fucking show. Beru's lets his dad know that the briefcase got handed off successfully, and then his dad just slaps the shit out of him. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like, oh, we know about your little girlfriend, whatever. So like at yeah. this point, Leighton Meester is marked for death. It's fucking crazy. Jack Bauer gets to Union Station to try to meet up with Andrew, the hacker guy. But there's another guy. This is the guy with the cool earring. Yeah. Yeah. Walks up to Andrew and is like, hey, I'm Jack Bauer, (laughs) which is great. Fake Jack abducts Andrew and Alexis. Then there's like 10 very stupid minutes of action where... There's, like, a gunfight in um, yeah. fucking... When I,
1: so I watched this on Hulu, even yeah. though you, you were kind enough to send the files along. I, I was just like, eh, it's on Hulu. I'll look at that. I don't know why I turned to Jay Leno when that happens, but... Eh, <laughs> Jay Leno Hulu. owns Hulu. So 24, did you see this? hear about this? But, um... <laughs> I, <laughs> for me, fucking Hulu ends every episode of 24 like five minutes before it's over. So the what? last mm. shot I saw was him on the train station... Uh, with fake Jack Bauer getting the gun pointed at him, and then it went to commercials and started the next episode. Oh, oh weird. And no. and so I would, but I would see the action from the end of the last episode every time in the recap.
3: Oh, previously on
0: 24, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was perfect.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, it, it it doesn't
0: really matter no. what happens. I mean the, the the point is well Ronnie dies. Ronnie's uh, like die. they need
1: to get the explosions budget he, out. He, there. he yeah. dies
0: after attaching
1: Jack Bauer to with handcuffs to like a pole and he has to get the handcuff keys back and Ronnie very dramatically pulls them out of his pocket. It takes like five minutes (laughs) and he leans him over and I was just like, I will forgive the show everything if right before he hands the keys, he pulls them back and goes, psych, and then dies. And then Jack Powers spends the next 24 episodes chained to a pole.
0: I also just wanted to note that both AJ and Yure mimed the handing over of
2: the keys. (laughs) Uh, I it's just like, want to post like a picture for you, motion, listeners.
3: Like bloody hand from Michael <laughs> yeah. bloody hand. Like oh, Ronnie.
0: You know they're also streaming their demands because they have Heller and they're going to execute him in three hours. And then we get the clock, and that's the end of episode two. And so the uh, sailors say, "Ronnie, you're a dead man. You should pass Jack all those keys." <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll go into episodes three and four, which include, among other things, Jack among Bauer us. with a sniper rifle, <laughs> Jack Bauer Briefly. wearing a balaclava, Jack Bauer threatening to kill a whole bunch of civilians, and, <laughs> you know, a lot of other things. So, stay tuned for All that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners! Carl Kukowski here, owner and operator of Cuckoo Carl's Torium, located in the hollowed-out husk of what used to be a radio shack in scenic Bakersfield, California. Listeners, do you have an upcoming appointment that you simply cannot miss? Do you fear the great emptiness of silence? Do you look at your clock but wish it could be louder? Then you need the anxiety clock, the clock that gives you anxiety. Be perpetually cognizant of your inevitable decay, as the anxiety clock lets you know what time it is by beeping a loud, unnerving beep, even when unplugged. The anxiety clock comes in three distinct colors, yellow, off yellow, and dread. So come on down to Cuckoo Carl's Clocktorium today and buy an anxiety clock so you too can feel the joy of a constant beeping at the back of your mind. It's counting down to something, but to what? And for what? I thought I was alone. I thought for so long that only I could hear it. But then he came, the man in the ski mask. It was a 100 degrees outside, as it always is, this time of year, but he waltzed in with a ski mask and it's, it's like I knew. He was covered in blood by the look of it, not his. He barked orders at me like a dog, but when he looked into my eyes, he could see it, the clock pulsating behind them. He took off his ski mask and whispered, you hear it too. I nodded and without hesitation, he grabbed my head in his hands and twisted sharply. And for a moment, silence, I was free. I could hear my own thoughts again, but the clock kept beeping. over. I was free. I was free. I was free. So come on down to Cuckoo Carl's Clocktorium today and see why Clock Monthly called us a store
3: that sells clocks. Cuckoo Carl's Clocktorium. Let's put a dial
0: on that face.
3: Previously on The Worst of All Possible Worlds. 24 hours a day. Oh, oh my God, no.
1: <laughs> That's
0: not the right sound. Put, I can't believe you fucking Suck put in the 60-minute sound. I hate you so much. Oh my God. Damn it. We're on episode three. Uh, and it, Something worth noting is that something that 24 did for a while is that they would do these back-to-back premiere evenings Where they would have one night they'd show two episodes and then the very next night they'd show another two episodes. So they'd show four
1: episodes in a single week.
0: Four episodes... Two back-to-back hour slots on two back-to-back nights. That's crazy. Absolutely nuts. But this was the show for a while, you know. Wow. Um, and you mm. know, between this and American Idol, you know, they Fox had it locked in, dude. Yeah.
3: Wow.
0: <laughs>
3: Whoa. I, see, I didn't realize. I, I think I missed. I definitely missed out on the popularity of the show and how sure. it felt in the states. You know, because mm. I was just like. None of my friends in Japan watched 24. So I didn't really have people to talk about it with other than, you know, my cousins every once in a while we would chat. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, Do you see what Jack did? Like, wow. The president was <laughs> on the plane.
0: He is making plans because, you know, there's going to be this execution that's live, I guess. The networks won't air the broadcast, but then the one lady's like, but we can't shut down the Internet. There's just too much riding on the Internet. (laughs) The economy. Jack, of course, is on it, as per usual. Mm. Uh, He's tailing that guy from before, fake Jack Bauer. Oh, boy. And uh, Aaron, meanwhile, because, again, she is the world's most incompetent person. Well, she's an O'Driscoll. Finds out that, you know, <laughs> Jack is out here tracking down this guy, but that's not what I said he should do. Therefore, we need to go out there and arrest Jack Bauer.
3: And it's like Priorities yeah, shifted. Priorities,
0: mm. priorities. So Jack Bauer tails that guy, they do some car pranks. Anyway, Heller's being tried for crimes against humanity, and we're supposed to be like, crimes against humanity? No way. And I was like, yeah, you're the secretary of defense of the United States of America. You absolutely 100% are liable for crimes against humanity. Remember what that victim mentality felt like? Remember when it was like America was the number one victim and clearly there's nothing that we could have ever done that could have caused anybody to be mad at us? Yeah, it was
3: always the freedom thing, fighting for freedom. Yeah, yeah. well, they hate us for it.
1: Yeah, they hate us for our freedoms.
0: If I can ask you, because you you were in Japan. Were you in Japan like when 9-11 happened as well?
3: Yeah, the whole time. Um, Mm. I only visited the States like, so I was born and raised in Japan until I was 18. And then um, went to college in the States. But then I would visit because I have family in uh, New York. So like every Christmas, uh, we would go and visit my Nana and stuff like that. But, you know, never more than like two weeks, two, three weeks. Mm. Oh, sure. So, yeah. So I wasn't here for all of that. To what extent
0: did that whole like America is the number one persecuted nation in the world narrative even make its way over?
3: Like I said, our household was pretty much American media, you know. Sure. Yeah. So sure. I don't even know if there was CNN, like because we had to have cable to watch CNN. If not. We would have to watch like at a very specific hour. There was like 30 minutes of, you know, NBC headlines or whatever. But sure. um so I guess I was 11 uh when 9-11 happened. I remember obviously people talking about it at school, but okay. it wasn't very... It was just, like, that crazy thing that happened in the U.S. Sure. Um,
1: Yeah, was there ever a worry about, like, terrorism coming to Japan at all? No,
3: no. Yeah. (laughs) One thing about Japan that people always say is, like, Japan is a peaceful place. Like, Japan Mm -hmm. is a peaceful... Like, that's... Everyone's always saying that.
1: No former PMs just got shot in the fucking broad daylight (laughs) or anything.
3: (laughs) No, but Japan definitely has, like, long-term or short-term memory loss in terms of their Mm -hmm. own war crimes because... Japanese people don't even know what to say to that. Like when I've straight up asked them, that's like one of mm. my street interviews that I've done. Like, oh, oh for man. TikTok? Yeah, like especially right after Abe was shot, I was asking people, "Why do you think Abe was shot?" And people were just like, "Ah, oh, you know, there's just like a lot of weirdos out there, you know." And huh. I was like, "Well, the consciousness amongst my friends in the states, for example, is pointing out Abe's legacy as not being very good because he, you know, was." like a denier of a lot of these war crimes that Japan committed and, you know, like comfort women and things like that. He refused to apologize, all these things. And people were just kind of like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I, yeah, I, like, I,
0: I seem to recall. Cause I, I watched it. Wasn't there like one guy who's like, like a comfort woman. What's that? Like it. Yeah. Isn't that- like,
3: uh, or wow. like the rape of Nanking, wow. like not right. really knowing what that was about. And, but I remember our textbooks, you know, like history textbooks. There was like, yeah, Chapters on chapters on Hiroshima and like the atomic bomb, obviously, but like, you know, like Rape of Nanking, like Comfort Woman It's just like a little section at the corner of the page. Like, I guess that's normal. And I'm sure obviously U.S. history textbooks doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like, uh yeah,
1: I went to a school that was a little bit more unusual because of its um, position right next to a reservation. But like most so like we would study things like the Navajo Long Walk because we were right on the Navajo Nation or the trail of tears or what columbus was actually up to but most most kids do not learn about like the real shit that the columbus was up to or the navajo long walk or any of that I, kind of stuff i certainly did not grow up in california in san diego we were taught that the missions that were brought there were very peaceful and that everybody kind of oh, got wow. along and yeah it was and like, they made tacos and rang yeah, the bell <laughs> yeah and the swallows returned to capistrano every year and isn't that swell
2: like, you know, <laughs>
1: it, it, there is such there was such a like a whitewashing um yeah of, of america's crimes much like you know, this show tries to really paper over all of America's very blatant war crimes. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: think it's just a function of empire. And one thing that empires, especially dying empires, don't like to do is acknowledge the bad things that they have done.
1: Yeah, and and I feel like 24... is also sort of marking the turning point of going from ignoring it to saying, yeah, we do it. It's, it's cool though. It's good actually.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. like yeah. compare
1: it to like Korea where we don't talk about what the fuck we did in Korea at all. And of course right. listen to blowback, but do um, listen to
0: blowback. The season is so fucking good. Yeah.
1: But the, once we get to uh, the thing I always think of when I think about torture and, and what we were doing during the Bush administration is Sarah Palin's first speech at the RNC when she comes out surprise VP nomination mm-hmm. um and she gives this 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 incredibly charismatic speech and one of the things that she talks about is like yeah torture's just fine like these guys suck and they hate america what do you want us to do give them flowers and I mean, if Jack Bauer is doing it, then it's got to be justified, at least according to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading Justice Scalia,
0: Supreme Court Justice <laughs> oh Antonin yeah. Scalia. That is correct. Yes.
1: He ja- loved Jack Bauer so much, so much that it actually <laughs> weighed into a real Supreme Court decision. Oh, my God. Regarding oh no. torture. Well,
0: I'll just run through a couple things that happened. We meet Marianne, who is played by the always excellent Aisha Tyler. Yes. Um, she's bad news. Yeah, uh, just immediately start scheming. That's yeah. that's all you need to know about. Her. I, I love that
1: Gail the Snail takes the new guy aside and is like, "Yep, by the way, we're all on Jack Bauer's side, and we're going to turn against the government or whatever." And Aisha Tyler is implied to have super hearing in this scene. Yeah, yes. she can fully fucking hear them <laughs> all can. the way across the room. Yes. And she has bionic ears. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> all you really need to know about Aisha Tyler's character is that yeah, she's scheming. She's up to no good. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is very clearly marked for death and she will die. Uh, I think like episode seven or something like that. Oh, lame. Yeah. They don't even
1: keep her through the whole. Fuck I do off, like that. There's this whatever.
0: dialogue between Aaron and Curtis where they talk about like the things that Marianne could do with the intelligence that she has. She mm-hmm. has details about the new UVX system. And in order to clear this, they would need to do a section one security reboot.
3: Ah, uh, Of course. I hate when that happens. <laughs>
0: or I love when that happens. The uh, ruse uh, comes to his mom because he's like, I don't want Debbie to feel bad because, again, this fucking Debbie thing is still going on. Oh, um, God, Debbie. <laughs> there's just this fucking music Drag here, too, it. which is just the most. Sometimes you just wish she'd get fucking poisoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, um in the interrogation room because again remember Heller's son is uh going to get tortured. Curtis is like, "No, we can't torture him with a nerve agent. He's white."
2: Let's just Yeah, <laughs> very much. <laughs>
0: yeah, I and mean, zooms in on Tom Hanks. He's what? Just let's just like do sensory <laughs> deprivation. Let's just yeah. torture him in even more psychologically. Uh, <laughs> he says intrusive it's not
1: invasive,
3: and I'm oh. like, this is so much worse. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, this was crazy. The merciful torture yeah. alternative. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, first of all, that sounds awful still. And then, second of all, like, why this guy though? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's not Muslim, so we nope. can't. We can't torture this guy. You of course know. Not. That's a little, that's a and little too Curtis,
0: much. Curtis is so fucking torn up about it, too. He's yeah. like, oh, I can't do it. But Wait. I could simply <laughs> subject him to su- a form of torture that completely fucks up his brain, maybe permanently. Uh-huh. I just yeah. loaded
1: him up with a bunch of food so that he got big and round? That's mm-hmm. right, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: no, but the Sonic torture, my brother told me about this. Like, mm. I guess they use it at Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. It's totally uh, a real thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah right.
3: Yeah. And like the most played song. Do you guys know what it is?
1: No. Is it Barney? It's-
3: yeah, it's the Barney yeah. song. It's the I love you. I was sure. like, okay, yeah, just a suggestion horrible. of that. Yeah, if I had anything to tell, I would be like, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you everything. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's <laughs> not yeah. what they that's not what
0: they end up doing to to the kid here. That's not what they end up. Well, like then, they couldn't afford the rights. It's a very expensive song. Right. Yeah. Instead, what they do is they just play a high pitch sort of hum. Yeah. Torture. We love it. Right. Um, yeah, We tortured
1: some folks. We're, we're, yep. we're coming
0: off the back of we talked about this like Abu Ghraib was still pretty fresh in the public yeah. imagination. So you couldn't do like good old fashioned like cattle prod torture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the FBI and fucking, of course, John Chun-Yu with his whole, you know, memo and everything. Really wanted us to know that, like, some forms of torture are actually not really torture when you think about it, actually.
1: Bending over backwards to make this shit work out. Yeah. In a way that it's, it's almost like they didn't even have to because they were still just doing it anyway. But Abu Ghraib itself was just such a scandal. Because they were stupid enough to take fucking pictures of themselves. Right. That's really all it was. It wasn't that yeah. they did anything out of the ordinary. It's that they took pictures of themselves doing something extremely fucking abhorrent. And uh, for a very, I mean, we only see like a fragment of all the pictures you can find more online than within what they ever showed on TV. Right. It, it means nothing. It's just like it, it, we just went after this and decided that if we just kept doing it, people would stop caring. Right. Right. And that's precisely yeah. what happened. And and with the help of shows like 24, which had government consultants up the asshole working on that fucking thing right. to make sure that they could feed every little thing that they could into making this stuff as palatable and desirable as they wanted it to be to the point where Antonin Scalia is citing this thing fucking left and right I mean, he's he's even so he right. the famous quote that he had is like, well, you look at Jack Bauer and he's he stopped L.A. from getting nuked because he tortured a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he kept talking about that even without citing 24. So like there's an interview I pulled up that was from like <laughs> Swiss uh, media where he was giving an interview and said, well, what if someone's going to nuke California? What are you going to do? Yeah, what You're going to have to torture him. Well,
3: do you guys remember? it Well, it's always depicted as Jack if he kills somebody, it's a bad guy. You know, Jack yeah. would never harm yeah. anybody good or kill someone for unnecessary reasons, except right. for when he shot Nina Myers. I feel like that was uh, kind of... Oh, Nina Myers is a bad person. Come on she, now. She is, but like right before he shot her, she says, you know, I have more information or whatever. And he's like, no, you don't. And just like shoots her. <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, but you know he Whoa. has something very personal against her. Right. So I'm just like, all right, Jack's human. But, Spoilers um, for
0: season one of 24. By right, the way, sorry everybody. But in season anyway.
3: two, the torture that I'm thinking about is: um, Do you guys remember when he is torturing the family members of this terrorist? Yes. yes. And he fake kills. Yes. The wife and the children. You know, and of course they play it back and. Jack is like let me you know run run the run the feedback he needs to make sure that they're alive you know cuz he's a good guy but I was yeah, thinking sure. like that's a fucked up form of torture as well even if he didn't kill the family mm-hmm. like that's so traumatic for the guy watching like he just saw his family get killed for all he knows you know
1: the show is trying to show you that torture is good that it is effective yeah. that it is a good tool and yeah. it, it, the fact that he ends up using uh, Sonic torture here instead of the other torture. Says, "Hey, hey, look, the stuff that we're doing isn't like torture, torture. It's just like uh, torture, you know. Just like <laughs> like a dash of torture. Plus, well, Gail the snail starts hacking her co-workers. Yeah, well, there's there's <laughs> <Yeah>. more. There's <laughs> a lot stupid. <laughs> Edgar, Edgar, who doesn't come into the meeting with a laptop. No, Edgar, who Edgar comes in good, memorized actually. all of his facts in his head. That bumbling stupid fucker.
0: You know, there's this whole fucking thing with Andrew, who again is the hack. From earlier, he gets the shit kicked out of him by some goons uh, under a highway overpass. Chloe, meanwhile, is watching because she was able to like jack into the matrix or whatever and watch through a security camera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Jack
1: Bauer has a fucking sniper rifle, and he refuses to save the nerd because he's like, "What if they lead us to hell? Or I can't kill them." Right. So he has a
0: trolley problem here. Right. If Jack uses his sniper rifle to shoot those guys, he could lose the lead, but the kid will die. Or you can save the kid and potentially lose the lead. And this is a big part of 24 as well, along with like torture always works. Uh, yeah. Another key thing is there are in every decision, every big decision that Jack has to make is, is a trolley problem of some sort mm-hmm. where he has to choose between saving one innocent person and potentially sacrificing many, many innocent people or doing the inverse And almost yeah. always what he does is he saves the one innocent person And more often than not, that actually leads to lots and lots of other people dying, including but not limited to the time that they nuke L.A. in season six. But that's neither here nor there.
1: Yeah, which is why that's so interesting for Scalia to fucking cite the L.A. nuke because L.A. gets nuked anyway. Right. Right. It's like Jack Bauer has to stop the nuke from happening by torturing guys. But he didn't. Right. Because
0: in, in, in in a dramatic context, if none of that shit happened, if the plots were always foiled, there would be no good way to raise the dramatic <laughs> right. stakes.
1: I mean, the one time I really felt like energized as to where the stakes were going was when we get to the gas station.
0: Debbie shows up at Behrouz's house and, uh-oh! God, I really hope she gets fucking poisoned. <laughs>
1: Specifically. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I got some real good He's news for you. what we're
3: all thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, episode three ends with Jack Bauer now having tracked down fake Jack. And needing a reason to stall him, basically, so that Chloe can do some bullshit with repositioning the satellites or whatever. Who cares? And <laughs> yeah. the way that he does this is by holding up a gas station. He just <laughs> happens to have a ski mask. Just like I know, on, no, on, just on right a... Oh, yeah.
3: You don't have one? Weird.
0: And this gives us the clock out of that episode and the clock into episode four. But yeah, let's talk about this uh Thank you, Brian. But let's talk about this gas station hold-up situation, shall we? Oh, no, this, oh is, too no, this no, is too no, much. No, no, no. It's too many clocks. The anxiety.
1: It's too many clocks. <laughs> this is like a fucking, like, Coen Brothers plot at this point. Yes. Like, this guy is, like, yes. trying to thwart some kind of already labyrinthine crime by making a labyrinthine crime of his own. Yes. By holding up a fucking gas station. None of this makes any goddamn sense, and no. I am here for it. Yeah, I love Evil Kiefer. I love Evil Keeper, so yes. goddamn much. It, it's a perfect sort of bottle episode. I mean, it's not a true bottle it, episode. Yeah, Twenty-four. I wish it was. It could be. I wish, really wish, it was that we were just in that store with him for for the whole time. But unfortunately, that's actually
0: also a situation where, like, you could raise the tension through the real time concept. Like, if you right. really, yeah. really committed to it this could be interesting. I
1: mean, if you go full Coen brothers with it, right, you've set up the stakes where like actually everything just spirals out of the control. And then right. like, it becomes a show about like a totally separate thing that comes from the gas station holdup and can't even get back to the, the Senator or whatever the fuck he is being held hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it, I think this just is another example of how why doing 24 episodes a season might not be the best thing for storytelling purposes. Right.
3: There's like another it made me think of. So because all of my 24 season memories are kind of blurred together a lot of the times mm-hmm. when I was rewatching this, I thought it was going to be this other. There was like a bodega holdup or some other like store holdup. In another season, this wasn't it, but there's a moment where like Jack works together with um, Muslims who are there.
0: That's in season five, I want to say, where Jack goes to a a, a guns and ammunition store, actually, that is owned by these Muslim guys. Uh, they're like Arab or something, and then yeah, they and fucking, they're like
3: we're patriots too. Yeah, yeah, you know? we're, we're like, like oh. you. We're not like oh. those yeah, other Muslims. Like, oh. We're the yeah, <laughs> the good Muslims. I'm not like know? the other girls. Yay. Yeah, exactly. Very pick me, pick me vibes. Um, <laughs> so it's just like that's what I thought this was gonna be, and I just got confused, and I was like, oh wait, no, this is just Jack. Uh, stalling I don't know when you mentioned earlier like Jack has to make a decision between saving everybody or like this one innocent person I always thought he found a way to like do both yeah but maybe my memory is wrong like you know at the last second you know he, he saved Andrew yeah he gets kind of really thing?
0: lucky that's the thing that always happens is that yeah it's yeah. sort of a false choice because If he did have to commit to one thing or the other, there would be a consequence, but there is rarely, occasionally there's the the, the consequence, but it's quite rare because usually he just finds a lucky way
1: out. I also really like that this cop shows up at the gas station and Jack Bauer has this whole thing. He's like, pretend you're, you know, you know pretend to be normal blah 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 blah, and then he just very easily takes the cop hostage oh it's awesome yeah. like, like, <laughs> something's uh, definitely going on and then Jack just grabs him and he turns goes, him around
0: <laughs> into the store with you
3: and I, my uh, note there, there is keeper. like that yeah. thing
0: where he takes the sheriff is supposed to be dramatic but it's just really fucking funny it's very Coen brothers like you said Brian mm-hmm.
3: well I mean cops they don't like move fast so it's very believable <laughs> it's, it's believable, like they don't have like You know, they don't have Jack Bauer training. They didn't go to his school. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: it's also the thing about Jack Bauer getting lucky. It's he's lucky because he's a good guy, right? and yes. luck always favors those who are morally just and right.
3: Just make sure you're American and just make sure you're a good guy and everything <laughs>
1: will be fine. <laughs> there really aren't any consequences for him because he is doing it for the greater good despite you know traumatizing it's all the so people funny. in this store yeah. by like far and away um, and he's holding one of the bad guys hostage. I believe it is evil Kiefer. Like it is the guy with the earring. Sorry this is getting yes. confusing. So you're talking fake about Kiefer. Fake Jack. Fake, fake, yeah. Jack. Fake, Jack. fake Jack. fake Jack. Fake
0: Jack. Dark Kiefer has arranged and he is out here to remove fake Jack from the equation.
1: And then he just kind of keeps doing that for the whole episode. Meanwhile, can we just kill off Layton? I feel like we've been like dangling her death for a while. We're back
0: at Beiruz's house. We, like how many times do we fucking come back to this house? By the way, a, a note they that I had. Build, they want to
1: build because they want to build the whole like oh right. they're gonna make the kid kill her they, the yeah, child yeah, yeah. is gonna have to shoot her yes. as yes. like an honor killing you know right, like all right. Muslim boys have to do before they turn twenty yeah again they have it. to yeah. drop off a suitcase and they have to kill a girlfriend <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: there there are moments <laughs> to this man. house okay so there are moments to this house this show was also produced by Brian Grazer who did uh, Arrested Development as well and a lot of the camera movements are. like like brought over from Arrested Development, like they you know took a lot of the stuff they else learned else in Twenty Four. Looks yeah. like it
0: was brought over from Arrested Development. The, the fucking kitchen in their house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: there's a point where he's he's driving the briefcase over to drop it off. Where I'm like, oh, it looks like George Michael. And it was like, little little did he know that he was dropping it off with a uh, Saddam Hussein impersonator. I
0: counted in that kitchen. Twenty-two cabinets and eight drawers. <laughs> what? You counted wow. them? Yeah, because Good I was like, that's you, so, I, I was just like, I looked at that kitchen, I was like, why are, I, that's so many cabinets. That's so many. Model home. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I like to think that it wasn't, that it was Uh, Iced tea that she then poisoned, but that they just had a thing of poison iced tea lying around for exactly this reason.
1: Just a big label on it. Do not drink for girlfriends only.
2: Right. (laughs)
0: Because Shora Shora Agdashlu serves Leighton Meester some iced tea. And from the moment that that thing touches her lips, you know exactly what's going on.
1: And she, I mean, to her credit, like she plays like the Lady Macbeth role amazingly well in this. Like, yeah. she's really relishes in just being like a bad guy, and it's oh, really she's, fun. She's like, having man. a lot of fun. But yeah, like, at okay. the same time, the son is
0: like, I, I'm gonna
1: have to kill her. So he, yeah, there's like he's right. got whole a gun. thing Or he's got a yeah, it's a fucking.
0: Sh- Shore's like, <laughs> she's just hands in the guns like. Well, you got to shoot your girlfriend now. (laughs) Yeah, you know what to do. I'm going to go
1: upstairs. This is part of our values as a terrorist family.
0: We have inculcated within you.
3: You've always known this.
0: Uh, So sorry, my guy, but
3: it just has to be done. Honestly, I just really didn't care about this whole thing. Like, I didn't care back then. I didn't really care now. I don't know why. Maybe I'm dead inside. I was just like, all right.
2: But what about? No, no, it's just the
1: show is just so like. Like AJ said, it is soup. It's just like every scene just fucking happens. It resists you paying attention to it. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't really want you to follow it that closely. Yeah, Ugh. it's why they have to reiterate everything after every single commercial break. It's also we we're talking about the visual style of it, how it's so like clearly 24 when you're looking at it. Yeah, it's so that when you are at a distance, like, you know, and passing by the TV in the living room, your eyes will immediately go to the screen be like, oh, that's 24. That's 24. I want to watch yeah. that. Like right. it is such a built product to be viewed while doing other things, I think.
0: Uh, totally. I guess I guess my question is this. Maybe then you're like. You know, you're an actor. Do you think that you will ever be able to ascend and descend a staircase with anywhere near the power that Shora Agdashlu does in this scene?
3: Oh, my God. One can only hope, man. You know, but I mean, she's very powerful in this. Like yeah. she's she whatever she's doing, she's doing it fully. And that's what I love to see, you know. So it kind of reminds me of like that soap opera vibe, but I don't hate it. It's just kind of like, yeah, you know, like it's like a different show. I was about
0: about to say the same thing. I was saying she feels like she's in a different show. Her
3: eyes are so iconic. Like I, you know, there's a lot that you forget about these seasons, especially when you watch them, you know, all together and stuff like that. But about this family, like I kind of remember the son. He has this like lame way he runs away like later like he kind of like he's like no and he's supposed to be like running for his life but he kind of like jogs away like and me and my brother always like did that as a joke like oh you like
0: did his stupid little run that's incredible he
3: doesn't like move his arms like i remember that again another
0: similarity to arrested development yeah. Yes,
3: yes, exactly. He is George Michael. So many, uh, so many connections. Who knew? It,
1: well, and he's like trying to run Leighton Meester out of the house. He's like, oh, I yeah. can't shoot you. You got to get out of here. And she's like, oh, sorry, I'm dying now. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, he can't fucking move. He's such a like way little boy that he can't even <laughs> like partially pick her up and drag her out.
3: <laughs> I know. It's just kind of, I, I was never rooting for him. Really? Like, I no. Kind of about, I, no. I pitied him. I was like, oh, yeah. like, I mean, situation. it's not like, and that kiss going back, but when I said that kiss was terrible, like yeah. again, I just didn't believe that he cared for this girl. Like she just kissed at him, and he was just like kind of standing there. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, do you even like her? Like, what does she have on you? You know, but um, <laughs> she the mother was memorable. Like, yes, all this to say, like she was the one that stole the show. I, I didn't even really the dad didn't even have an impact that much. No, so. the
0: dad is just like broadly. A bad guy um, yeah. and, and, and he's to be fair like the script doesn't give him much to do no he's beyond just speculating,
1: yeah, no. just like the guy who has the plan and is carrying there, it out there is that very weird moment where he's in a cafe after talking to his wife and there's like some sort of catastrophe that's happened i think it's the train crash is like being reported on tv and then and then a muslim woman will, uh, approaches him and says Ugh, when they do that they shame our entire culture <laughs> and then he says yes i agree and yeah. then goes back to like <sighs> rubbing his hands together and cackling like it's it's so bad like it's so it's so gross and it's 24 was sort of you know its own thing but then you get into stuff that was a little bit more prestige like homeland that yeah. was like getting all the producers. awards yeah well exactly it was like it felt like it was like a like the caviar of like 24 and it's i mean it's just as bad as this if not worse maybe yeah like there's definitely a case to be made for it being actually quite a bit worse so debbie took too many downers Uh, she's, she's, she's dead now. Yeah, is she dead? Is she, like, fully dead? Yeah, she's, she's dead. fully okay. dead. We okay. fully killed her. And we go back to the gas station where they're selling Deja Blue water, which gave me Deja blue. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't notice
0: that. I fucking remember Deja
1: Blue. What less wild way could he have solved this problem of having this guy be delayed, right? Slashes tires. Sure. Uh, he could have called in a bomb threat to, sure. the, to the gas station. So many other ways than just holding all these people hostage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my thought when he started doing it was like, oh, he's just gonna fucking tie this guy up and drag him out to the car and drive off. But right. no, he just stays at the gas station and waits for cops to start showing up. The
3: whole episode. Oh, also, what is taking Chloe so long? Like the she one she has time... to
0: reposition the satellites. You right. right. <laughs> I'm sorry. They have that to go so true. far. They're way up there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's the what's har- one of the hardest ones. I forgot. And I
1: don't remember what I was. Reacting to it might have been Aisha Tyler's super hearing, but Gail the snail, Chloe, is just a
3: fucking massive
1: liability. Oh she God, just blabs
3: yeah. everything. She should not have this job. But also, like, I would be really frustrated as um, earring guy, bad uh-huh. Jack, fake Jack. F-f-fake fake Jack. Jack. Like, yeah. A lot has gone wrong, and it's like, God damn, now, now I'm in the middle of a what? Like a gas station. I feel like everything that's gone wrong so far, they must have, you know plan for or like because yeah. they have been planning this for years you know they're, yeah. they're like the way they got andrew you know his co-workers so quickly and stuff like that like they're detecting this but on top of everything like why am I in the middle of this like gas station? What is this random guy like holding up this place? Like there's no money here. Like not to
0: mention the fact that once Jack is inside the gas station, he fucking takes the mask, it just takes off. it off immediately. Yeah. Why is yeah. that?
3: Okay. like, did I miss something? Like- he was
1: very warm in his
2: Los Angeles <laughs> ski mask.
1: I feel like, I feel like it was Kiefer Sutherland being like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking do this whole episode in a goddamn ski mask.
0: <laughs> it's a thousand degrees in this gas station. By the way, Wait, I just wanted to note one other subplot that we haven't mentioned that is also going on parallel to all this yeah. is that Aaron Driscoll has a, uh, like a oh, schizophrenic God. daughter.
3: Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: I don't even remember this.
3: Yeah. yeah I,
0: she so like she's, calls
3: her. She's
1: like, mom, I'm scared. And she's Ugh. like, have you been taking your pills? And she's like, no, I haven't been taking them. She's like, well, you got to take your pills. And then she's like, I won't. And she hangs up the phone. Um, it's supposed to like make you, I think sympathize with Driscoll. More, I but
0: actually don't think that's what here's it is. Some pathos. I mean, it's not, yeah. not that, but I think it's actually mostly for the mechanics of what ends up happening a little later on in the season. Is she gonna become a liability? Well, she dies, the, 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 she kills herself. Oh, okay. Uh, the, 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 what, oh, what In God. CTU custody the girl kills herself and so then Aaron is so overwhelmed with grief that she has to leave which then makes room for Bill Buchanan to come Oh back. I
1: thought she was fired for incompetence it was No oh, okay. no she's overwhelmed with grief Oh god because I mean uh, this uh, uh, to fully play out that subplot it's you know she then gets a call from her neighbor Uh, That her daughter has like was went to their backyard and was screaming at their kid, and that he called the cops on her. He saw something and he said something.
0: It's it's also just this weird thing (sighs) of like, this is such a dumb (laughs) thing that doesn't really fit. uh, It's like something that's like
1: the fact that this is supposed to be this focused 24 hour period, we're watching it play out in real time, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna veer all the way over here now they just needed something
0: uh. else to do and i guess a question for everyone about this is like this sort of treatment of like mental health in the media i don't honestly remember was this par for course in the mid 2000s i genuinely don't
1: remember probably i didn't watch much i i never watched much network tv growing up so i can't really tell you about like what network tv did i mean this i mean this was a thing that happened all the fucking time on house if that's oh yeah
2: yeah, oh, that's true. Which, which was
1: running parallel with this show. Um, it Fox. happened. A, it happened a little bit on Lost, honestly, too. A show that I, mm-hmm. I actually genuinely, for the most part, like. You know, there, there, there's a character on there, like the most beloved character, spent time in a mental institution, and it's not treated great. And, and speaking of writing, AJ, you're a writer. Well, you're a, you write things too, right?
3: I do. Uh, you know, I think more about writing than I actually write. Well, same. let's talk about
2: yeah. the hard
1: mechanics same. of the writing. Well, so same. I, I, I want to know. With a network show like this, like 24, it feels like so much of this stuff is just like the most paint by number or like it's like they pull from a drawer of index cards. It's like we need to feel for the hard ass boss. OK, here's a the thing. There's something with their kids. It's like whatever. Mad Libs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is this and I know that neither of you have written for a television show, but like, do you think that this is the easiest fucking shit to write or it's actually incredibly hard to write at mm. this level of like hack work?
3: I imagine, like, the 24 writers room, you know, they all have, like, their right credentials, you know, graduated from wherever. And, like, they're very good at the structure and, like, good at what they do. And I guess, you know, at times or all the time. Access to the uh, good cocaine, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, I mean, there's just so much, like, over-explaining things, like you said, you know, three times a lot of the times. yeah. And is that good? I guess it's effective, right? It gets the job done because, you know, you have to assume not everyone's following along. So I guess it depends on what you're expecting from it. Like what lens are you looking at it from? Obviously, it's not like high art, but at the same time, I don't think what they do is easy and i'm i'm never going to say like oh yeah i could do that like no 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 <laughs> i mean lot. i
1: would i would lose my mind i think yeah. writing a show like this um because a lot of it also feels like first draft stuff that they just didn't have time to fix there's a point right, where the president right. the president tells his like staff um keep us closely posted which is such a weird
0: <laughs> turn of phrase close po- aj just for your reference close yep. posting is when you're standing next to somebody and you post on Twitter but you show them what you're about to post we, call, we call that an Evan yeah.
1: Hansen in the business um, <laughs> it's something too that like John Schwartzwelder talks a lot about um, when he was writing on the Simpsons uh, when you know he mm. gives, very rarely gives interviews but more, most recently like uh, gave uh, an interview where he talked about his writing process and he was just like uh, I am a much better rewriter than I am a writer so I just get the first draft done as quickly as possible and if I know that I need to get Homer into a certain place at the End of the scene, Homer will say, like, I have to go to here now. And Mark will say, "Okay, goodbye, Homer. And that will be the (laughs) end of the scene. It happens all the time in 24 it's yes, yeah. that yeah, thing right. but then they just don't it seems like they, they don't do go it back and phone. rewrite it you know, because yeah. there isn't time because most show orders are 22 episodes right? they're going right, two yeah. more or sometimes it more. leans into 23 or sometimes it's like 21 but this has to be a solid 24 the name episodes of the show. every fucking season 24 yep. hours a day and that's, that's going right. to require some vamping and yeah. a lot yeah. of the dialogue just feels like vamping to get to the next thing because they only have so many events that they've planned out
0: Chloe gets arrested yes <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Correctly, actually
0: uh, Aaron Aaron, uh, calls Jack And is like, you have to stop doing this Fake Jack commandeers A yellow pickup
1: truck Yeah, like Jack is like I'm gonna send him southbound on this road So he drives far, far away from the gas station With him as a hostage Drives north and then releases him and is like walk that way. Right, right. Like that's just so, why not just have him walk out of the gas station? <laughs> <There> <laughs> and are then their cars there. And then and then yeah,
0: just tell the tell right. the tell the cops who you are. Tell them that you're undercover. Like come, easy. Guy. CTU is able to I guess tap another node or whatever. Uh we learn <laughs> that Jack was of course once again right about everything. Where the terrorists are, what they're doing, who's behind it. But just as Jack is about to get to the place uh, he is intercepted by the police and he gets arrested, which I'm sure in episode five. There's no way that he'll immediately be like, oh, hey, I'm undercover. Uh, this so a misunderstanding. let me go. Uh, Spoiler alert. That's exactly what happened. How is
1: that what happens? Because he's not working with them anymore. That should really yeah. whatever. Doesn't Josh, matter. Who cares? Josh, I was going to say I, I I'm never going to find out. I will never. <laughs> I will never watch the show again. I know. And I'm free. Yeah.
0: So I'm free now. (laughs) We're not you're not we're not quite free yet. Because Ah, the last thing that I wanted. Now that we've had the chance to sort of go through a few episodes of this show, um I I know AJ you've got some stuff about sort of like how this got pulled together and then how it ended. Yes. What if
1: you did 24 episodes of a series in real time? Ooh. Robert Cochran is one of the co-creators uh, of the show. He was called up by his friend, Joel Cernow. And Joel Cernow was the one who had the, who initially had the idea. And he said, and Robert Cochran here's the idea and goes, fucking forget it. It's an ingenious idea, but it's an impossible one, according to this article in Entertainment yeah. Weekly when they were interviewed for the end of the show. He's correct.
0: Uh, by the yeah, way.
1: Well, uh, the idea was very different. Yes, because this is where it gets really good. Yeah. So these two guys met up in an IHOP, in an International House of Pancakes. Not the International House of Prayer. Not the International, international house, house of... of prayer. Prayer. <laughs> <the> international also- <laughs> Son of a bitch. In the International House of Pancakes, these two met, met up, and they started riffing on ideas together. They're okay. shooting things out left and right. And one of the ideas thrown out, which I am just so angry didn't happen, yeah. is What if it took place on the day of a wedding?
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. So it was a comedy.
1: Yes. It it would would have been an anthology show long before Ryan Murphy started doing the sort of like season long arc anthologies where the first season was going to be, yeah, putting together a wedding. Maybe starting at the night before and then ending at the very end of the wedding or something like that.
0: Yeah.
3: Which is Amazing! Yeah, right, a, I
0: saw you. they got a
1: big nod from you there too. Is I'm that, just
3: like, that's so different. That is yeah. not what happened at all. <laughs> like, so what happened?
1: So here's what Cochran says in his in his in his words. He says, "Quote: You can imagine people staying up for 24 hours for a wedding. People start backing out, getting cold yeah. feet. Then we realized we were not wedding kind of guys." Okay. So then it was just, I guess, thrown out the window entirely. Um, It originally started out as a story about a guy who's trying to stop an assassination at the same time his daughter goes missing. Pitch it to FX. Uh, FX says, absolutely not. That sounds like the most expensive thing on the goddamn planet. So they went to Fox. And Fox was Uh, like, oh my God, you're bringing us... You're bringing us a male soap opera, according to Gail Berman, hmm. uh, the Fox Entertainment yeah, president. Season one really
0: is a male soap opera. I will say that there's so hmm. much more about like the family relationships and all that. I think it's totally as a in terms of the writing, easily the strongest season.
1: And, Interesting. Uh, and this is really funny, too, because like hindsight being 2020, this next quote from Gail Berman 2024 is uh <laughs> I'm going to kill you is so uh, impossibly strange to me to read on 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 screen. But it says the question was, then, would men watch a serialized show? Yeah, us
0: men, we really <laughs> <laughs> have a heart object permanence is very wow. difficult for us. I I'm think. just
3: confused, like the, the consciousness, the stream of consciousness of like, we're not wedding kind of guys. What kind of guys are we? Oh, yeah. like Counterterrorism. God, we really
1: <laughs> hate Muslims. Like, let's. Yeah, it's mostly that. Yeah. But, well, I,
3: I mean, identify as, you know, <laughs> just like, okay. Right. I, mean, I, assume,
1: I would assume they just don't know how to write jokes. And so they were like, sure, oh, we can't do a comedy. Because we don't know how.
3: If
0: this is if this is how it began, how did it end, AJ? Uh, Well, ratings just fell off the goddamn
1: planet. Like, yeah. everybody, you know, after season six, as you said, killed off most of the cast. People's interest started waning. You know, it staggered Turns on. Turns out people like coming back and seeing the fun characters that yeah. they grew attached to. Yeah, Char- wow. Characters is also being very generous here. Disagree,
0: uh, but you haven't watched as much of this show as I have. That's like, true. Like, the that's only reason true.
1: people kept tuning into NCIS was because of that one goth lady. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: She opened a bakery right next door to uh, New World Stages
1: Good. Uh, that is now closed. Wow. What a great story that was. So
0: um, <laughs> it had defined beginning, middle, and end. So yeah, why not? <laughs> it sure had the structure Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay um, so yeah so low-key um, fell off is what you're saying
1: yeah, yeah it just it fell off the planet Um, they did live another day uh, which was you know an attempt to sort of uh, like uh, th- three or four years life. later yeah, yeah to inject sort of new life into the series but you know um, and then and they, they did, did it they did it with sky with like the British broadcast. Oh, so that's why it's in London. To, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh it started to get a little bit like it was Jack Bauer had the horror movie franchise thing. It was Jack Bauer goes to New York. Jack right, Bauer
0: yeah. goes to London. Jack Bauer in Space. Unfortunately, they never got <laughs> to Jack Bauer in Space. <laughs> if only. Oh, no. If yeah. Jack Bauer colon Moonraker. Oh, if only. <laughs> uh but they did try with
1: 24 and uh new legacy a new legacy which has just like different people. It was a different guy, entirely yeah. different
0: yeah. people in it. It didn't do very did well. Did you watch that one in the the 20, the, no, with the different guy?
3: I didn't. I didn't even finish um, regular 24, yeah. so yeah. I didn't have the energy for new 24.
0: Josh, have you seen all of this? Um, I I also stopped watching 24 in, I think, season 7, but I have watched the last episode, the very last episode of 24, just because I was curious where it would all yeah. land. Um, And yeah, it's fucking it's, weird. It's
1: interesting because I think even just watching these four episodes, I'm like, oh man, so much makes sense to me. Because I think that this show melted people's brains in a lot of the same way that, like, the West Wing did. Yeah. But on the other side. Exactly. (laughs) Like, the West Wing was, like, all the liberals who were like, this is how the government works. And then- like on the right wing side, it's like this is how dangerous it is living in America at every mm-hmm. moment, or yeah. specifically
0: Los Angeles,
2: <laughs>
1: All, any <laughs> any place with tall buildings
0: and jazz. You like me, you know, watched this show as a teenager, liked it a mm-hmm. lot, and you also like me, were coming back and watching it for the first time in a long while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear sort of your thoughts about how going back to the well compared to your memory of the thing and, you know, what you got out of this, if anything.
3: Yeah. Well, it was a combination of like nostalgia. You know, I still felt good watching it. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like my brain is wired to get excited when I hear the... (laughs) you know and then but at the same time not that one (laughs) but at the same time obviously i'm just kind of like this is not the masterpiece i remembered as i Mm. mentioned before but the decline of 24 i wonder if it has a lot to do with just like the political opinion kind of because i feel like it was riding on this like centrist uh, wave because yeah okay mm-hmm. just as right now you know whether you're pro-Trump or against Trump the media is like obsessed with Trump you know like yeah. Trump 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 but yeah. I guess at the time it was probably like Al-Qaeda Al-Qaeda you know yeah. it was all about Absolutely. terrorism so like whether you were liberal or not like I guess it was in the consciousness very much and then I know that like after 9-11 Bush's approval rating was really high. It was like 90%. And apparently that's only happened like two other times in like Mm -hmm. poll history. Yeah, it's when people Um, go to
0: war that that happens.
3: Yeah, yeah, when there's like a, you know, international threat or whatever against the United States, you know. I guess at one point people were just kind of like fell off, like realizing that torture is bad. Bush is not great. Uh, I think at this point in 2005, people probably knew there weren't weapons of mass destruction yeah um yeah pretty, like
1: bush even did a thing where like at the what was it was the correspondence dinner where they have comedians make fun of the president or whatever they had bush yeah. do a speech where he was doing jokes and one of the jokes was they took pictures of him like looking under
0: his couch in the oh, oval office so and going weird.
3: oh
1: nope no weapons of mass destruction there
3: uh, that's horrifying we yeah. all just did a full
0: body cringe just now <laughs> listeners
3: oh my god that was just terrible well, and, it,
1: and I mean and the fact that he's being rehabilitated right you know yeah. in the press now yeah. and how like you know he all of these war criminals are trying to you Michelle know Obama gave him a lemon drop, oh, or a drop or he got caught in his poncho oh. like, he's, like, he's, like, just just like he's just like us oh,
3: I also want to point out that like even right wing people I know they're like you know America but also against government Right. So I think Jack was like the perfect, okay, he's a real patriot, right? But he sees the flaws in government, you know, just like me, you know? So it's just like this weird relatability, even though no one could ever be like him. But it's like, I would be like him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, an
0: interesting differentiation there, though, between sort of, I think, the 2000s mentality and the modern mentality is that at least back then, there was still this idea that the fact that there was a government bureaucracy to deal with terrorism that could back Jack Bauer up was in some way, shape, or form a good thing. Whereas now, mm-hmm. I feel on the hard right, there's no yeah. real desire for government bureaucracy whatsoever. Well, and the,
1: the fucking FBI just raided Donald Trump while ago. Lago.
0: Yuri, is there anything that you wanted to talk about or plug or anything else like that before we bounce?
3: Well, I'm very excited that um, this short film that I wrote, directed, and produced starred yep. in uh, my, my baby. Uh, it's called Hashtag Sponsored. It's a short dystopian thriller about social media influencers in the climate apocalypse. Um, it critiques neoliberalism heavily. And I shot it in like early 2019 and finally finished like as of earlier this week. Um, wow,
1: congratulations.
3: Thank you so much. <sighs> um, very yeah. excited about it. It, it kind of oddly predicts COVID, Cause one of the elements of chaos that is going on. So basically the plot is influencers are quarantined inside because the planet is now like uninhabitable. And okay. there was a bunch of things going on, like ultra storms, wildfires. And one of the things I write in is like this mysterious plague. And uh, so there's like people who are masked in the, sh- in the movie and stuff. So, mm. you know, when COVID happened, I was like yikes this is kind of uncomfortable you know because it was supposed to be like a distant reality i was writing about but i was like oh i guess we're here uh, yeah, sometime
1: in the future oh it happened okay <laughs> yeah
3: i was like cool it's relevant yay um <laughs> i mean not for us but for me um so yeah i'm very excited to release it somehow somewhere uh, i don't know exactly what the best uh, move is i was talking about it with josh yesterday you know i've just been focused on yeah. like getting it done and yeah, it was yeah. like s- Super you know low budget like. and... Be- yeah. yeah. Be- I was saying
0: that too, yeah, with our videos. Take a long time to get that shit done. But that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, oh my yeah.
3: goodness, I was just like, how can this possibly take this long? But I had a lot of obstacles, you know. Why,
0: was there a pandemic
1: or
3: something? There was, there was a pandemic, there was a pandemic and also just kind of, you know, putting things together like budget-wise and, you know, hiring people, working with, I worked with some people who I shouldn't have worked with and like, you know, had to kind of go back and like, okay, scratch that, we have to start again. Uh, Things like that happen, but it's here and it's finished and um, it's still, I still like it. Normally I hate things that I created like, even Uh like a month ago, I'm like, no, cringe, you know?
2: (laughs) I don't know what that's like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But this one, for some reason, I'm like, okay, I still, this still slaps. So I'm excited to, um, yeah, have, People watch it somehow. So yeah, it's called hashtag sponsored.
0: And uh, if folks want to, uh, you know, get a hold of you on social media or whatever, is there anything anywhere that they should follow you for that?
3: Yes, definitely. So uh, my TikTok is the biggest platform and it's everything is the same handle. All of my social media, it's at baby pink house but h-a-u-s but so uh yeah i post like my skits there my street interviews a lot of cultural stuff about introducing japan i try to do like the real japan stuff because i know the world is very interested in japan but i feel like a lot of the times it's surface level Um, it's not it's not all anime and fantasy and you know (laughs) everything's great you know there's a lot of like grim aspects of japanese culture that you know i try to Uh, comments on you know from the heart you know it's still my home and everything
0: if you are listening to this definitely follow uh account there as well really cool stuff great interviews and just like generally engaging like day-to-day day day in the life kind of stuff uh especially if you love trains like i do you'll find a lot to like
1: (laughs) great i have have to make a tiktok account now (laughs) yeah so In her review of the finale uh, for the Los Angeles Times, uh, Mary McNamara said the following, because 24 is nothing more or less than an epic poem with Jack Bauer in the role of Odysseus or Beowulf, which means he needed to be fighting monsters, not essentially decent people who have made one very bad decision. Mm -hmm. And when you look on the legacy of 24 into the modern day of how inspired a lot of people in Guantanamo in their torture techniques, how they looked to Jack Bauer and said, well, what he's doing gets results. And that must be, you know, what I must do to get results the way that it dehumanized, you know, it's terrorists and uh, instilled that sort of sense of unease at the other that is coming for you that has already perhaps infiltrated your very suburbia. It set a bomb at the center of the American Empire. And it's ticking is something that we could still hear today. It sounds a hell of a lot like that. (laughs) I'm the worst of all possible AJ's. I'm the worst of all possible Josh's. And I'm the worst of all possible Brian's.
2: So many possible
1: All right, folks, that's it for this one. It was only two hours out of 24. Again, very special thanks to Yurie and you listening at home. You can check out her social media over on Twitter, Instagram, and her very popular TikTok, at House, and that's house, H-A-U-S, the German house, not the English one. As always, this show is brought to you by our patrons over at Patreon. You can join too. It's patreon.com slash worst of all. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Of course, on Friday this week, that's two days after this is getting sent out, Josh and I are going to be at the New York City Pinball Championship. We're going to be there with Crazy Levy Naiman and Blueberry Johnson to talk about the continued peril and problems of deep root pinball. We hope to see you there. See you next time.